Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. I'm literally just going to talk about anxiety because that's <laughs> like what's consuming my life at the moment. So, Well, yeah, let's just get into it then. Um, I mean, we met a couple, year and a half ago, Something I like guess. That, yeah. Yeah. Reached out over Instagram and started yeah. talking. We've been quite close since. And I mean, today, I guess we want to go back and kind of talk about when you first realized that you were struggling with anxiety and mental health stuff. Oh man, it's uh, it's been a long road, obviously, uh, from what we talked about. But when did I first realize? Mm, I mean, I've been having weird anxiety issues since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being three years old, four years old, five years old, and my heart would always be just racing like crazy. And my par- I'd go to my parents and be like, hey, like, you know, I remember being so little and being like, doing this, like, holy, like, something's going on, something's wrong in, in my heart, and my parents ended up taking me to a ton of, like, cardiologists and going to the doctor all the time trying to figure it out, and I honestly can't remember, like, what actually ended up happening or, like, what we did to, f- to figure it out. I think it kind of just went away for a few years, but... um it was, uh, yeah, it's something that I've had since since three, four, five years old, and I still have today. But as I got older, I started to realize that it's actually just anxiety and, mm-hmm. and just being nervous all the time. With the cardiologists that you were seeing, what did they say? Like when, or what did they do when you went in there? Um, do you remember? Yeah, I was so young. Like I remember a couple times. Like I remember going to this one place with my dad, and they're like, "True, like." my heart on a whiteboard and they're like, okay, so this is how a normal heart's supposed to work. And this is how your son's heart's working. And he showed like the blood flow going through like half the heart instead of the whole heart. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so young being like, oh shit. So I do have a fucking heart problem. (laughs) Right. And you know, even though I was young, I was, I feel like I was, I was pretty intuitive and pretty smart of what was going on in my body. And, and, when he showed the heart doing something other than what it was supposed to be doing, like I'm pretty sure I had an anxiety attack, like right there. <laughs> yeah, just have an instant panic. <laughs> yeah, attack. and I was uh, so young, man. Like, like I said, it's like by the time we got to that point, it's probably I was probably like seven years old or so. Yeah, that's definitely young. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like now, now that I've gotten a little bit older, like I kind of realized like why I was having those kinds of problems at, mm-hmm. at that age, right? Yeah, so yeah. And we can we can get more in depth into that, but okay, yeah. And then so that was like pretty early, like seven or, or so. What about high school and stu- um? By the time I got to grade eight, I kind of had a, an understanding of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like that's when a lot of people kind of realize now i think through that high school time you're trying to you know you're dealing with all the other people you're meeting new people no for sure for sure obviously i mean i think everyone's nervous going into high school but yeah and i mean there's (laughs) there's a lot of different aspects aspects of going into high school right like i dealt with a lot of bullying actually Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you typically would think like someone that would get bullied like crazy would be like some nerdy kid right yeah yeah like i don't think like, if you looked at me, you wouldn't think, oh, that, like, you got mm-hmm. bullied in high school. But, fuck, man, like, I, I took it hard. And, and you know, my dad had me out racing Supermoto f- 
2007, 2008, 2009, we're traveling all over the States mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be at school that much. And, and I was kind of cocky at school, but then like the, you know, like the bullies are those groups of kids that were just like, thought they were like, yeah, know, little gangsters or yeah, something. They yeah. would like, I'd, I'd have like six, seven of them, like try to follow me home from school and like try to beat me up and shit. So it was, <laughs> uh, that's like, I that mean, was like the pinnacle of my anxiety. Yeah, you're kind of like living in that fight or flight, oh, always wondering who the hell's totally, coming after you. Totally, what's going totally. On. Um, so like I dealt with all the the childhood stuff, and then by the time I got to to high school, it just like kept carrying on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how did it ever? How was it when you weren't at school? Like when you were off doing the racing, wh- was it affecting you a lot then, or, or were you like? Because for me a lot of times like sports or dirt biking or riding, like even now riding supermoto, it's kind of one of those things that is sort of like maybe like a bit of a flow state where you forget like what else is going on. And when you're doing it, like nothing else matters kind of deal. So I I feel (coughs) like maybe it was really helpful. I literally like my worst anxiety, my worst, like being in my head and like feeling like something terrible is happening is when I'm sitting by myself doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, If I'm busy, I'm doing stuff, especially if I'm doing stuff I like, like riding and, you know, I got into drifting later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I'm, you would think that's what would give someone anxiety and, and give someone, <laughs> no, I'd rather jump out of a plane. I feel more at peace jumping out of a plane than sitting on the couch at home. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and like even saying that it's super weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, we're both sort of in the same boat with that. We'd rather be like doing something, you know, like adrenaline wise totally and that burning that up, burning up adrenaline versus just sitting at home like bathing in it <laughs> <laughs> and being like this isn't normal <laughs> yeah it makes you feel a lot better when you're doing that sort of stuff whereas yeah most people like they get really bad anxiety thinking about going on a motorcycle or you know yeah. thinking about the worst that can happen they're gonna get hit or die or whatever whereas i don't think we think about it like no that. not <laughs> at all no i'm i'm way more at peace mm-hmm. um when i'm out doing crazy shit to be honest which is super super strange but it's something i just learned about myself yeah i mean i think it's just how you grew up too right you grew up doing a lot of stuff since you were young and that's what you learned to love so. totally yeah i started riding at two and a half mm-hmm. um on a little pw50 so <laughs> i think i got <laughs> i rode by i got a little bicycle training wheels I had those training wheels off super super quick according to my parents and then mm-hmm. right onto a pw50 so and when did you quit racing in high school yeah, so I'd never really raced much motocross. Honestly, like, not not really good at it. And yeah. And I didn't, my dad didn't take me out that much to ride. Like, considering how well I did in Supermoto, like, it's pretty nuts. Because, like, we would go to, like, we'd practice, like, once a month. And then my dad would just send me out there with, like, the big dogs. And I'd just be like, holy shit, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, I c- and I made it work. But, uh, sorry, what, what was your question again? I really um, thought. Yeah, when did you stop racing Supermoto? um 2010 so at the end of high school or yeah yeah about the end of high school so i did it pretty much all throughout high school okay yeah um it got more serious i think like oh nine oh ten or oh nine 2010 something like that Mm -hmm. where we were traveling all over the states and and uh and we went to vegas twice in the same month and and yeah just really going hard with it but and to bring it back to the anxiety, like at that time, I don't think it was that bad. No, like I was just so consumed. You kind of forgot about. Yeah, it. I kind of forgot about. It. And there's definitely long periods in my life where, like, 
it completely goes away. And if you were to ask me, like, like explain anxiety, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. so weird because like, like at that point in your life, you wouldn't have been able to. Explain I wouldn't it. be able to explain it, but like when you have, like I have it now, right? We'll talk more about mm-hmm. maybe why it's so so abundant in my life at the moment, but like now I could explain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? but if I'm consumed by doing uh, a bunch of stuff I love, then it, it kind of just goes away. Yeah, you're so caught up in the other stuff, you honestly just don't have time totally, to, totally. to think about but one, it. But once you get in it, and once you're in that hole, like it's so hard to get out. Oh yeah, like. It, it seems almost nearly impossible mm-hmm. and I, I've been in it and I've gotten out and I've been in it and gotten out and I've been in it hard for like two full years now, mm-hmm. like since 2017, since the, I, I was driving a cycling truck um, and, and it's been about since that time. So about 2017. So after the racing, then yeah. you, you quit like just after high school kind of deal. Mm. And then what, were you, what did you do for, like, what did you do after that? Like, because you weren't working or anything at that time because you were busy racing, doing other stuff. Yeah. So, like, I mean. Uh, it's hard to say. My dad had a motorcycle store um, okay, in, so in town, so I was helping him with that. Uh, I can't remember exactly when that closed. It was about the end of, towards the end of high school. Um, oh, okay. And then I went to GCIT for automotive level one. Oh. Which, yeah. Which. I did pretty good in it, but uh, I never really followed through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I went I went from from working or doing schooling to work on cars to doing transport trucks. I did that for about a year, mm-hmm. um, and I actually had to leave that job because my brain fog mm-hmm. was so bad that they were like, "Dude, like, do you do drugs before you come to work? Like, <laughs> do you, were you up all night? Like, and with transport, with anything where you're working on someone else's vehicle, like." you can't really screw up. No, no. Right? Like, so I'd have, like, comebacks, and they're, like, you know, eventually they're just, they didn't actually fire me, but that they're, like, what do you want to, like, you tell us what you want to do, because, like, yeah, you just some, days, some days you're so on point, and you're, like, banging out trucks and getting everything done that's on the list, and some days you're just so gone, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're talking, that was probably 2015, or 2014, 2015, so it's been, like, five years since then and, and is that when it started to hit you really hard like i mean you had to leave your job so that's pretty serious with the uh, the anxiety yeah and brain fog yeah and i'd say so like when or i was i guess was that your first experience with brain fog i mean they're definitely i mean i would say they sort of <coughs> go hand in hand yeah it, but it definitely anxiety first 100 mm-hmm. percent, and then yeah like the f- the brain fog started coming in like years and years later and i think it's highly linked but yeah it's i'm still trying to figure it out it's it's been mm-hmm. a road for sure so that was so that would have been your first experience with brain fog with brain fog would probably be uh trying to work on those transport trucks yeah it just <laughs> it was nearly impossible and i remember a lot of hectic shit going on in our family at the time which probably didn't mm-hmm. help um and right towards the end of me leaving that shop, I actually moved out as well. So okay. it was just a lot of a lot of change going on at the same time. And were you drifting then too? Like what were you do- like outside of oh. work? What were you doing? Yeah, so I bought my E thirty six. I think seventeen or eighteen years old. So I would have been like, yeah, it would have been more or less when I was at that transport truck job and. W- what was I doing for fun? Yeah, I was uh, I was street drifting. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like... You don't um, have to pay to go to the track. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's oh, way cheaper unless you hit a curb, and then that's when it gets kind of expensive. Yeah. Or somebody. But, uh, yeah, no, I was... If I wasn't working, I was in that silly little silver BMW sliding mm-hmm. around, like, every night. <laughs> Did, and didn't you start tracking, though? Uh, Yeah, but it... I was probably screwing around the streets for, like, at least a year before I went to the track. Okay. Like, a full year of, like... Yeah. By the time I got to the track, people were like, oh, like, how many track days have you done? I'm like, this is my first track day. <laughs> like, how are you so good? It's like... Drive yeah. the street, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been playing around the streets for a lot while now, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... Because we would see each other at the track. Oh, yeah, totally. In, in um, Victoria there. Yeah, at uh, Capital Drift. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would... I, I knew who you were, and, and I think I was probably already following you on, on yeah. Instagram at the time. But, uh, you know, just never really said hi. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, like, we never – it was not until you made, like, a crazy post on Instagram kind of just sharing your story and your mm-hmm. sh- your road with, you know, your anxiety and how – or what you were doing to try to overcome it. Yeah. Um, more or less that then that was the time that I reached out. Yeah, I would have – I think that was, I don't know, might have been, I don't think it was my first post. I mm. don't remember, but. No, I think it was, it was a post where like, you're like sitting on the water and there was like a dock and you had like a smoothie and, oh. you're like a, and a book. I remember you okay. had a book. Yeah. And you're like, I can't remember what it even said, but I just remember just sending you a message. And I was actually just looking at it the other day. I was, cause I was curious of what I, what I asked you or what I, what I said. And I think that f- within like two lines, it was like, I deal with major brain fog. And I was like, Holy crap, like that was 2016. So I, I thought this brain fog thing has been only going on for like a year and a half, two years. But like, what, 2016? That was like, it's three years yeah, ago. It was three years ago, right? And it was, I mean, how long did you have it before you reached it? Like before you sent me that message? Probably a full year. Yeah, yeah. so it's four years. It four years of brain fog, yeah. And we can talk about like how brain fog originally came for me. Yeah, like what? <laughs> well, because you got it when you were in the... Tr- in the tr- or you want to yeah because you got it when you were doing that job but i mean yeah but that's also like right around the time i started drinking too yeah so you were partying yeah so i didn't start drinking like at all like no alcohol until probably like i think it was like n- almost 19 mm-hmm. like, like i didn't like everyone at school like do like little house parties and stuff and i mean i just wasn't really allowed out of the out of the house most of the time yeah because <laughs> my parents are so freaking strict um <laughs> But well, even like grad parties and stuff. No, or I went to like the school grad party, yeah. but like, oh, like so you didn't do like the house parties and no, stuff. No, no, I skipped all that. Yeah. So you didn't even just a year out of high school, pretty much started drinking. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I don't even think I drank in high school at all, and I'm like, mm. and even till today, like, how many times have I drank? Probably forty or fifty times, and I'm twenty four now, so not not many times. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's. 40 or 50 like blackout nights though like there's no like <laughs> there's no like i'm gonna i'll have a drink i just yeah yeah i think i mean i was the same way i just drank till i couldn't drink anymore i didn't totally. know what the hell was going on totally. but uh, we'll talk about like the first time i really got brain fog and i don't remember if it was before the transport truck job or mm-hmm. if, it, if it contributed to that and or anything but i went to the, a christmas party uh, through my work and I think that was like the first real time where I like I got like shit faced mm-hmm. and 
we we did the Christmas party and I drank and drank and drank, almost got blackout. I remember being at the like the dinner party after and like pretty much just like nodding off, like I was just so done. <laughs> and ended up surviving that dinner party and, and carrying on throughout the night. But I remember like the next day wake, waking up and just like the whole world feeling super weird, super different, probably still drunk. And then, uh, I think so. yeah, and then driving home and I remember I would, I didn't drive home. Someone else drove me, but I remember like being in the car and like looking around and being like, my brain just feels like really dull and really like fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I remember like after I got dropped off and getting in my own vehicle driving and, and like coming to like and this was in the morning this is in the morning okay. yeah so like coming to like green lights and red lights and i was like having to extra think about it and mm-hmm. i was just like oh, i'm like i'm still drunk and i probably shouldn't even be out here driving but uh, mm-hmm. um what really freaked me out is when i was in that exact state three four five six days later like and from that first time drinking from the first time drinking right from the beginning holy yeah so I mean, at the first day, I'm like, oh, this must be, like, what a hangover is like. I had no idea. Second day, I'm like, oh, maybe I have, like, a two-day hangover. By, by the <laughs> second day, I'm, like, Googling, like, what what's going on, right? But by the third, like, fourth, fifth, sixth day, and I'm still, like, basically feel drunk. Like, mm-hmm. I, like something's not right here. Yeah, you feel really loopy, sort of. and just Oh, like totally, totally. Like, uh, for me, it's just, like, I can't think. Like, I just... And, like, my coordination goes off, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll walk, and I'll do, like, a little, like, sidestep, and I'm, like, lose my balance, and it's, like, I'm still drunk. Oh, yeah, it's, um, like, your whole equilibrium's, like, just off, and you, like, yeah. Totally. So, so that was my first real experience with it, but I've been dealing with it for forever, and, I mean, now I don't even drink because it's not even worth it to me. And it just, it starts getting worse, too, right? Like, each time you would drink, would that last longer? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be. <laughs> I, I pushed through it for, like, a couple of years where I'm like, ah, oh, no, like, whatever, like, especially in the summers, because, like, mm-hmm. everyone drinks so much anyways, that, like, five, six days, five, six days, you're drinking again anyways. Yeah, So you're yeah. just in this weird, like, delusional loop, weird loop, right? And I, I rode that for a couple of summers just d- just dealing with it. Probably the best summers of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot yeah. of my funniest memories are just, like, shit-faced with your buddies, and I think you can relate to that. Oh, like, for there's, sure. Yeah. But it just got to the point that, like, I'd have to go to work Monday and like, and I've, I've tried so many different things, had so many different jobs. So I can tell you what, what time, what job, but like, mm-hmm. and I'd still be in that state and yeah. I'd be like, Oh man, like it's not even worth drinking. Cause like I literally can't work after <laughs> for yeah. like a week. So, and right. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. I still think I still would like to know why my body can't metabolize alcohol. Yeah. I feel like you might have some, there's gotta be something there because I, I, would get the same thing except when I first started when it first started getting bad it would be like one day so like the Mm. next day would be a hangover and then it would be pretty bad but then the next day I'd wake up like after I went to sleep and would wake up for the second day I would snap out of it okay but then as I drank more and more throughout those couple years then it would be two days and then I'd snap Mm. out then three days I'd snap out and it started building so it'd be like I remember I would drink on a Saturday and I'd feel like exactly what you're explaining mm. until Wednesday. Mm. And then, but, uh, you know, so it would start to build slower. Whereas yours, like you're saying the first time you drank, it was like, me, like mm. mine built up to that. Whereas yours no, was like you almost right away. You know what? I, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. Yeah. The first time it was only a couple of days. You're totally right. Like 
the f- the first time was only a couple of days. It's hard to remember. Yeah, I have yeah. brain fog right now. <laughs> so uh, don't take what I say. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, the first the first and I say for the first two years, you're right. It was only like I drink on a Friday or a Saturday or maybe both or maybe a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday, depending on what what we were oh, doing, where yeah. we were at, right? Like. Well, um, and if I would, if you would drink like two nights in a row, it would usually like make it exponentially worse. Oh, 100%. Like, you're just going to drink one night, you're fine. But it'd be those nights where we drink Friday, wake up, start pounding liquor and go out again oh Saturday. Yeah. Then I'd be just destroyed. Yeah. I, th- yeah. The, m- the most messed up I've ever been is Pemberton, the last Pemberton Music Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had just gone off my anxiety medication. We'll, we'll. We'll talk about this maybe in a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, I just got off my anxiety medication and, and it was like five days of like, I'm like, you know what? If I die, I die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember drinking every day, uh, smoking pot and, and, uh, possibly doing some other stuff. And, and yeah, like after Pemberton, I was in that state for like three weeks, mm-hmm. like, like the, the brain fog, the confusion, the like like three full weeks yeah. i was like i thought for sure i was dying that time i'm like i'm done <laughs> i'm never coming out of this that's so long um sorry i can't remember where where we're well, at there. no it's all good we'll just keep going so the the anxiety you brought up the anxiety medication you got off of it at pemberton so when when did you get on it let's talk about like when did you you like you must have started going to the doctor for for anxiety at whatever yeah. age, and then yeah, yeah. yeah what kind of brought you to getting it on it, and, and how did that how did that work out? For sure. So to bring it back to a little bit of my childhood, like you know, uh, growing up, super hectic, mm-hmm. super hectic household. Uh, my dad's a, a hot headed Portuguese man, and he you know never never any physical abuse, but like you know emotional mental abuse yeah every day that guy's freaking out right and Mm -hmm. uh as a little kid like and now now that later on i've learned like you you don't like as a kid you don't know how to process that like you don't have those tools right so there's such crazy shit going on in your house and you're freaking out screaming and crying like multiple times a week throughout your entire entire childhood like because i think even though he I mean, as an adult, you like scream and whatever, and it all happens. And yeah. then five minutes later, you just brush it off, and totally, you, and totally. you, it doesn't matter. But when you're a kid, you don't just brush it off because you don't understand that whatever it's just over with now. Who cares? Because I think for for me, same sort of thing with my dad, where he'd be yelling, screaming all the time at yeah. us, and you're like constantly in that fight or flight. And I remember there would be times when he would yell. Uh, you know, I had a tough time going to see my mom when I was young. I don't mm. really know why. I would just always be really nervous and scared staying with her. Mm. And I would go, and then I would ask him to pick me up. And because I would get scared to sleep over. And then he would get so mad. And I remember he would pick me up sometimes, and he would scream, like, if you do this again, like, you're never going to get to see your mom again. And, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he would be yelling, saying, I'm never going to get to see my mom again. And if you're, you know, I was six years old. Totally. Like, so, I, I so totally I'm, I'm literally sitting there crying, thinking I'm never going to see my own mom again, yeah, yeah. which is like, I mean, if he were to tell me that now, yeah, it's like, 
I'd be like, bro, I'll get in my fucking car and go drive and <laughs> see my mom. Like, totally. Like totally. I, I know you all text no, her. No, like, I can totally relate to that. Cause so, so it's, but it's the same scenario. But when you're six, you're like, you know, you, you have no idea how, you know, maybe you really will never see your mom again. Totally, Whereas, totally. But it's really just so untrue. He's just saying something m- in the moment. Yeah. And I, I don't think our parents mean to, to be like that. Like there's times even today, like with all the tools I have and, and, you know, all the stuff we do to learn how to be calm and, mm-hmm. and, and a good human basically i still like i still lose it like oh yeah like i wouldn't say regularly but like (laughs) you know especially with the the new newish girlfriend like yeah like i just sometimes i just i'm so built up and i'll just lash out and i'm like fuck it like is that what my dad was doing Mm -hmm. our whole lives growing up right and as i'm getting older with more real life shit Mm -hmm. you know like adulting there's there's more stuff to stress about more and more stuff to worry about so yeah and i think it gets built into us subconsciously from being raised that way totally, so like totally. a lot of times i'll re you know even just having general conversations with people sometimes i'll say something and then like three seconds later i'll be like why the fuck would i say that yeah. like i would never want to say that to somebody or why did i say such a negative responsive thing i would way rather have said something else yeah and then i kind of think about it and i'm just like auto programmed (laughs) yeah it's like if you say before you even think about what you actually wanted to say so um yeah but so we were tying into the pharmaceuticals yeah so i think it was like about grade eight where my anxiety just started so fucking bad that like i was like i can't remember exactly i think i started seeing a counselor at the time but i can't remember and then shortly after that, I got my first girlfriend. And this is actually kind of a funny story, but um, that made me so nervous. Like, mm-hmm. I already had anxiety. I was already nervous. I was already in living in terror for the last 16 years, basically. And then, you know, just the normal nerves of, like, you know, getting a girlfriend and going on a first date and stuff. Like, I had a panic attack on the first date <laughs> with my first girlfriend ever. <laughs> Where did you guys go? What happened? Oh, oh. um. We went to the movies. Oh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just got my ears pierced. And uh, I guess the metal was like reacting with my ears. So they're like, the lobes are super like swollen and like, yeah. and um, I was sitting in the movie theater and one of them like popped and like, like your earlobe popped, like the earlobe like actually popped. And like, I remember it being like, cause it was like infected. Yeah. <laughs> like and they weren't like green or anything. They're just kind of like infected and like, Kind of like mushy. Yeah. But it popped and then we're watching this movie and it was like, and it kind of like sprayed blood like down my face and down like my neck and stuff. And I went like, I was like, what the fuck? And I went like this and I was like, oh shit. And it like, I took me a second and I like, I knew what was going on, but like it just sent this like wave of like fear Mm -hmm. through me. I was like, holy fuck. And like I went to the washroom and, and to clean it up. And then I got, I I got thrown into a panic attack and I still don't really know why it triggered a panic attack were you like worried about what she might think um or you don't know you're just i was already so on edge from being on like yeah. l- literally my first date ever right yeah and it gets funnier because i ended up getting locked out of the movie theater <laughs> and, <laughs> and like i was so, out, you, so you left to go clean up or I, I went to the washroom cleaned up and then i went outside to just get some fresh air yeah and it, I guess it was like the last movie of the night, so the doors are locked. And I ended up standing out there for like 45 minutes. So I, I was like, this this girl's never going to talk to me ever again. <laughs> like, <laughs> just leave yeah, her in just, the theater? <laughs> just literally leave her in the theater. I guess you had no cell phone or any way to message her back then. Uh, no, I, th- I think it was already in her purse that at that time. We were already at that that point. Oh, she got mm-hmm. to hold your yeah. phone. You had nothing secret on there. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was definitely definitely an interesting one for sure. 
Um, I don't know if that was like the the first like it's hard to remember, especially when you got brain fog. But that would have been perfect. Like that would have been your sort of first panic attack then. Yeah, more or less. Uh, so then, so is that kind of what brought you to start going to the doctor? Is, is that? Uh, well. Or just one of the things? Yeah, it was just one of the things. Like, shortly after that, I was just basically, now Now I know just basically living in fight or flight, which, mm-hmm. which I am currently because of the situations right mm-hmm. now. But uh, at one point I was at her house and, I was standing in the washroom staring myself in the mirror and, and like, I guess I probably like wasn't breathing or something, but like I started like really getting f- like some crazy fight or flight going on. And I called my mom and I was like, I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. Like something really bad's going on with me. And like, I already kind of knew about anxiety, but I'm like, there's no way like this anxiety thing is this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, th- like my heart's doing, you know, yeah. Triple beats, flip back flips. <laughs> like I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm going to die. Like I'm gonna die, and so this this is I think this is grade nine, same first girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom picked me up, and I'm in the car, and I'm like, by the time I got in the car, I'm like, I'm literally like holding on, I'm like, mom, I'm dying, like take me to the hospital, like I'm dying, like I'm sorry, I don't know how it got to this, and like I was convinced, yeah, I w- like there's nothing you could have told me that no would, you know, comfort me at that point. Yeah, when you when you I think when you're in those moments, it's so it's it's hard. I think it's really hard for people to understand sometimes who who don't know what it feels like oh, because totally. it feels so real. Oh, like oh they're, yeah. they're like, no man, you're fine, bro. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, you're dying. Like, no, like, I'm, I'm dying. This is this, like this time, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm like, like this is it. You're never gonna <laughs> see me again. You're gonna be so mad. You said there's nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna die, and yeah. then it's like you. Ten years later, you're still here, but yeah. <laughs> so we carry on with the story. So we end up going to the hospital, go to you know emergency. And I, it's gonna be hard, kind of hard to remember because mm-hmm. this is—I don't even know. This is—it's been a while now. But did they prescribe you stuff there? Uh, no. That was just kind of the kickoff, no, and then you started the seeing a doctor regularly. Yeah, I started seeing a doctor a- after. But uh, yeah, we went to the hospital, and I remember going to the ER, and and my mom's like, something's wrong with him. Like he thinks he's dying, and they like took my heart rate, and it was like a buck. I know I wasn't gonna say buck sixty. It was a buck fifty, buck fifty five. Like standing there though. What's what's normal heart rate? Uh, normal's about sixty. I actually just got a Fitbit recently, just because I wanted to see what it said about my sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, mine's between forty nine and fifty five, which so is if you're like chilling. Yeah, which is like apparently on the low side. On the low side, and if you're like healthy, if you're an athlete, like most athletes will have like really low resting heart rate yeah i'm no athlete so i'm not sure why mine's so low but uh, the average is 60 okay at, at resting so you were 100 so i was 150 up. yeah just sitting there so i mean you're gonna be super uncomfortable especially if it's not especially if it's 150 and it's not from like r- racing motocross like if you're doing something like that and your heart's racing like you don't even think about it you're just like you're just doing that's it. just yeah it's just just what's supposed to happen. Like, yeah, yeah. But if you're sitting still and like, especially if you're in your head and you're sitting there and your heart's, you know, full throttle at what it feels like. And and I feel like when you get anxiety, your heart feels stronger. Like sometimes mm-hmm. even now, like it can just be beating at 60 or 70. And, but it's so like, it's beating so hard that it feels like it's going more than this. Yeah. But anyway, so we go to the hospital, they check my heart and they're like, okay, come in. So I remember walking through like the side door of the emergency and they like, they like 
put me in a wheelchair and I was like, I was like, oh shit. So there, I, like, there is something wrong with me, right? Like, I'm like, okay, they're putting me in a wheelchair. Like, uh, I'm definitely dying this time. And, uh, I ended up, they ended up putting me in the heart attack room for like three, no, not so long. They put me in there for like 48 hours, which on its own, like I could tell it was the heart you attack room. You were in there room. for two days. I was in there for two days in the heart attack room. And they had like the paddles next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point I had like six doctors leaning over me. Like they were like shining lights in my eyes. And they, I remember them screaming and s- screaming at me like, what did you take? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you take? And I was in so much shock. And I was, I remember I was literally like this, like, and I, I couldn't respond. So like they thought for sure, like I had done some drugs or something. Yeah, and my mom, my, I remember my mom sitting there just bawling her eyes out because she was scared, obviously, and she had no idea what was going on. But uh, that was like the real turning point. Mm-hmm. Like I've had little little things, and so that was like that. your first big hospital visit. That was like the first one, and I was like, and that that first one, I was like, I'm dead. Like there's no way I'm I'm gonna live through this. So, um, and yeah. that, so then, so then after that, you started seeing your. You would, I guess, it would be a more regular thing to be at the hospital or doctor, and then eventually you got prescribed. Yeah, so I spent like five days in the hospital, <laughs> so like really? two in the heart attack room, and then like three more days in in emergency. It was like five or six days I spent there. Holy, because they couldn't slow my heart rate down. Yeah, like yeah. They would try. They would act. They'd be like, I was all hooked up. I was hooked up to like um e- EKG machine, mm-hmm. I think. So like shows you like what your heart's doing and stuff. yeah and yeah i had like i had everything i, I had like the iv or something yeah yeah. E- e- yeah something like that and i had like iv and stuff and they kept like pumping me full of shit mm-hmm. and like i thought i was dying so i was like okay hey, like whatever you gotta do to save my <laughs> put life it in me. yeah put it in me right but like now i'm like man like what what were they what were they like putting in me too right mm-hmm. like and yeah, they could just be playing guessing games. Totally, I to- I totally believe they were playing guessing games, right? And uh, and it, it really it was just all it was just all anxiety. But um, at the time, no, it felt super real. And so, did, is that what they said at the end of it? Like, no, it's just anxiety. Or, or no, they. I left there and I ended up going to the children's hospital for like a full day and like running a bunch of tests. And I I saw like the best heart doctor in the lower main lab at Children's. And the problem too is Children's Hospital. I think stopped seeing kids because it was a kids hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, it's other eight. I think it's eighteen, and I was like eighteen in like a day. So they didn't want to take me, but like the general hospital didn't want to take me either for some reason. Like to do these tests because I was a child still. Oh. But then uh, we go to Children's. They're like, no, we can't take you because like you're eighteen and a day or two years old. Or yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was but just like how an am added, I supposed to go? Yeah, I was like, how am I n- like? Like I'm dying, like yeah, you know, yeah, like I, the test. yeah, just like figure it out. So I ended up seeing the best heart doctors, and they're like, yeah, everything's fine. And um, was I'm that reassuring a bit though? Yeah, it was, but like, I feel like, I feel like it helps in the moment, but then like, it co- I think I think the reassurance wears off fast. Oh, totally. Yeah, yes. It's always like been my heart, like even since a little kid. It's like my heart, my heart, my heart. Like my heart's racing, my heart's thumping, this that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until later that I get like the brain fog and stuff, which mm-hmm. is like what's mainly bothering me now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the and I, and I don't really know how we wrap that up. Um, at actually at the hospital, they ended up putting me on beta blockers, and and what that does is I think it it limits the amount of adrenal adrenaline you can produce or something at the receptors. So you basically just feel like 
you're just like flatline, like just calm and mm-hmm. and they've been up put me on that and it actually worked and i remember i remember they had me all hooked up and i'd walk on a treadmill and they like measure like what's going on and stuff and at, th- at that point they still thought that i possibly had something going on and i thought for sure i was like no it's like i don't even think anyone even brought up anxiety at Ever. this point yeah, yeah. At this whole the whole hospital thing you know, that no one said like oh maybe it's anxiety right yeah and i definitely would tell you like no <laughs> like yeah. no, there's no no way like there's something definitely wrong with me yeah um but yeah and, and so I, they put me on beta blockers for like i think i was on those things for like three months but and then eventually i think i just cold turkey just stopped taking them and i was like fuck that like oh so they didn't just so they gave you them at the hospital but then they told you to keep taking them yeah yeah okay, so you took those for a few months yeah i took beta blockers for a few months but it just made and it honestly did it help like i think it did help but you just I don't know. I just felt super like flatline. Like it, it makes you not have adrenaline. So like, yeah, I, I think I was, I went like, I was doing super mode at the time. I remember like doing practices and stuff and I just like, it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't have the same amount of adrenaline. Right. So yeah. like it just felt really weird. And you I were like calm riding a super mode. Yeah. I was like super <laughs> calm and I was just like, didn't really understand it much, but, um, I ended up just, I think I just cold turkey just stopped them. Um, but at some point, between getting leaving the hospital after like the five days and they ran a ton of tests on me and uh and then basically i just left and like nothing got completed i remember parents being like well so what like what's wrong with them and they're like go to children's went to children's children's like we don't want you (laughs) like it was super confusing time um they definitely gave me ativans okay yeah Yeah. definitely definitely gave me ativans and i remember being like I took probably took it for about a week, like just like I think it's point five milligrams, just which is not too much, and mm-hmm. just being like really chill for that week and and being on beta blockers and and you know after you go through that much adrenaline and that much stress on your body, like you're gonna be pretty burnt out anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but somewhere in that time and maybe shortly after, they also prescribed me uh, Ciprolex, which is like an SSRI, which mm-hmm. is anxiety depression medication. Yeah. And that stuff sat in the cupboard for like, f- a f- I remember it was a full four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was on three beta blockers for three months and then got off of them. And I didn't start taking an anxiety medication for about another month mm-hmm. after that. And uh, so it just got bad enough again that you decided to take it. Totally, totally. So yeah, I just. So they had given you that from the hospital as well. They basically just said, here's these things, try them. Yeah. And then you just left, ended up not taking them. And yeah, I was like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm not, because I, I don't even take like Advil. Yeah, yeah. Or aspirin. Like, I'm just like so weird about to, especially like drug drugs. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I don't no like No way. I've like, yeah, like, it. and even just like, you know, my, my uncle died of drugs and, and I don't know if that has something to do with it when, you know, but yeah, I think I just, drugs freak the shit out of me. I'm just like, I just, yeah, I mean, I really don't like things that alter how I feel. I mean, I don't know, like, I guess, fun drugs or recreational yeah. drugs and things, but maybe, I don't know, it all kind of weirds me out, anything that's, like, gonna gonna change how how I feel, and every time it's just, I don't know, even if I've taken it once, like, even if I've, t- I've never taken an Ativan, but I had them prescribed many times, I and I, w- I would just sit <laughs> the bottles there, and I'm like, fuck that, I'm not taking one of these things, yeah. but even... Um, I had a, those GABA pills and mm. they're super <laughs> chill and like, you yeah, know, not even close to that. Those things don't do anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would take one of those and chew it. It's a little chewy. It's like for a 12 year old can yeah, take they it. They taste really good. And then 
I would take it. Like, say I took one now. Even yeah. if I was going to take one in three you days. Got any? I could probably use one right now. <laughs> <laughs> even if I took one in three days from now again, yeah. it w- I wouldn't be any, like, better at taking it. I'd still be just as scared, even though I know oh, that's crazy. how it felt. Like, it yeah. would never really build It was like up. a psychological thing. Like some Yeah, for me it was. And, like, how does that develop? Like, how do you, you know, like, there's Well, I think because I linked, um, you know, I, I linked doing you know because i drank and did drugs and yeah. stuff like that and mm. that is what's a big lead up to um my scenario totally. which I, th- I i i just linked it really hard to that so like mm. any time now that i put any pill like even do i take a vitamin c pill i'm freaked out i'm gonna get all fucked up mm. so i think that kind of that's where mine came from but mm-hmm. i mean I, I never liked taking it when i was younger anyways my dad would always you know the second you get a headache it's take an advil or yeah. eat these or eat that and yeah. I, i'd never liked doing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So same kind of thing where y- you just ended up putting your stuff in the in the cupboard and yeah. taking it later. Yeah. So so what? So why did you end up taking the Ciprolax? Um, just nothing really got solved at the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. th- it wasn't like they're like, oh, like here's a some a bunch of tools like we have now, both you and I. But mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, oh, um, like take this and it'll help you. Like it was just like. And I remember talking to these two like psychiatric ladies, and I don't at the time I didn't even like the word psychiatric. I'm like, wait, like, am I gonna talk to you two and then be in a straitjacket? Like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, I think it's for that. It's tough because they don't. For me, it was really hard to talk to them because they don't really relate that much. Mm. I mean, sure, they've read about anxiety or, or yeah. mental health, or they've studied it and they know the drugs. And but if you haven't personally felt it. Yeah. How do you really yeah. know? And, and, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and this and that, or maybe try thinking about that and then try this pill. It just, I never found it in, ga- like, I don't know, I couldn't really. Sorry, I'm fucking with you. Oh, it's all good. I, f- I feel like I couldn't really connect with them. And then also, you're just always in a weird place. Like, I found anytime you go in to see any of those people, you're just in a weird office somewhere and like it just doesn't feel at yeah. all. just and i, I just mean you're also in a weird place in your head when you go see those people too right yeah i mean it's also the way that we would be um kind of thinking about it too yeah. so yeah no but like to touch on what you said like there's lots of people that like will be like like recommend stuff or or you know even counts like i've been mm-hmm. to some counselors and i'm like explaining i'm like so i'm like you know what i'm talking about right yeah. They're like, well no i've never had it and it's like how are you going to help me if you've never <laughs> dealt with it? Right. Cause like, you know, I've had it my whole life, so I don't really know what it would feel like not to have it really, mm-hmm. but I've gone long periods of time without it for sure. I couldn't tell you exactly like specific, specific age or years, but mm-hmm. like there's time, there's been like long periods of time where like, I couldn't tell you what anxiety is about. Cause when you don't have, it's like the body like forgets, like the mind forgets. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, I don't get how, people can help you with anxiety if they've never like truly like rode that wave and it's a gnarly wave (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's definitely yeah i think you i mean i think it definitely works best when you can talk with someone who's fully experienced totally totally so to to bring it back yeah i I eventually got on the ciprolex uh and i took that stuff like two and a half years and did it help honestly yeah it did yeah (laughs) yeah it did help um i also like I started with like a really small dose, I think like two and a half milligrams, which is like really small. Like if there's people I 
you know, since I've opened up with it more and talked to more people about it, I'll be like, you know, like how much they got you on? They'll be like, oh, like 20 milligrams or like 40 milligrams. Like, holy shit. Like I've never, yeah, I was on like, they, do, yeah, I was taking like 2.5 and then I worked up to five and eventually I was on 10 milligrams. But I remember not being on 10 milligrams for very long because I just didn't like the fact that I was taking like a full pill. I was like, yeah, I was like what? Like, and yeah, I guess at first it seems like you're just taking a little bit yeah, of something. Yeah, and, like, and, uh, and you don't even, it's not like a, an Ativan or like a Valium or something like that where you like actually feel it. You don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it takes weeks for it to, you don't feel it to the point that you don't know what's working. Yeah. Until yeah. you get off of it. <laughs> then you're like, oh shit, like, well, that stuff was working. <laughs> yeah, because I guess it just builds up so slowly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even at the beginning, you're taking such a small amount. And I think, we, I'd like, I mean, I don't think the plan ever is to be, you know, to think, oh, I'm going to take this for two and a half years. It's like no. you're going to start taking little amounts. And then, you know, before you know it, two weeks turns into two years and you don't even realize it. Yeah. I mean, like right from the beginning, like I, it's like, I think I had a crazy panic attack and I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm like, went to the cupboard and I'm like, you guys want, I remember it was yelling at like my Nana or my mom or definitely not my dad. So you don't yell at that guy. <laughs> um, but one of them, I was like, I was like, yeah, you want me to take this shit? Fine. Fuck it. I'll, I'll start taking it. And I like. And I sat there and like broke the pill in half and like broke like cut it into a quarter and I'm like man like I took it right and and then then I followed the instructions and eventually worked up to ten milligrams and honestly like there's a lot of side effects for that stuff I didn't feel many of them I got really bad headaches and I stopped sleeping for like the first three weeks mm. of of like starting to take it like I just did not sleep um, but then eventually like I f- like yeah did it did it help like life kind of went back to like normal mm-hmm. for a bit for like a couple of years um i would forget it. like i sometimes i go away like so i was racing a lot of the time actually the whole time i was on uh anxiety medication i was racing mm-hmm. maybe it helped i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're so but good. there yeah there was times where um i I'd, I'd go like on a race weekend and i forget my little bottle and like that would give me anxiety for for oh. one so i don't know if it was because i was getting anxiety because i was forgetting it or but if you miss, for me, if I miss the dose, like, I get these, like, li- <laughs> these little, like, twitches and head, sh- head shocks, like, and, and terrible headache. And that's just missing one. Uh, it would have been a half a pill. Like, I went on 10 milligrams for, like, a very short amount of time. And then I went on, I was like, no, nah, I'm not taking that much. Even though it was probably helping. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't take a full pill. So I was on 0.5 for, like, a full two years. Yeah. Um, but I would stop or I'd miss a dose and then and then I would feel it, like, I would totally feel it. So I don't know if that's like you're you're obviously dependent on it at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I get like headaches and I get like little twitches and stuff. And I was like, oh man, this I don't want to be on this shit. Like, um, and the whole time I was on it, I was like mustering up a plan of like how I'd get off of it. Yeah. Like I never like I never surrendered and was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna take it for like three years and not think about it mm-hmm. for three years. No, I thought about it every day. I was like, okay, like day 24, you know, <laughs> day 362. Like, how am I going to get off this shit? Like, I just, there's got to be other ways. And like, I think since we figured out some other ways. Um, yeah, I think that's really awesome because you weren't giving in to it. You didn't, be- you didn't believe that you could just take this pill and it would fix no, you. Because you knew that there was some, there's well, a lot even, more. Yeah, even like. In the early day, in the early stages, uh, when I first started taking that, like I'm like, there's a reason why this is happening, and I, I think at the time, like I was still convinced that there is actually something wrong, mm-hmm. whether it be my heart or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But um, I knew I, yeah, I didn't want to take that shit, and like, 
it's not to put it down. Like I think if it really truly helps somebody and and well, I mean, and sometimes gives their life back, right? Then give her. And sometimes it's so bad you might need to take something like that. I'm there to, now to, to stabilize <laughs> you to yeah. be able to put other things in place. Um, totally, but totally. I think I think just generally what happens, obviously, is that people become too dependent on it. Then they don't. I mean. Tr- dealing with it other ways, as we know, is a lot more work. So oh, for people to just stop taking a pill and have to do all these other things totally. to give the same effect, they don't want to do is it. Is that a lazy, per- like, is that a lazy person? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, if if you take that pill and all of a sudden, like, you literally, like, say you're racing bikes and then you got such bad anxiety, you couldn't, and you started taking that pill again, and you're racing bikes again, then like, why would you do any other work? Like, you took this pill and you're back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, even on the medication, like. I never felt like, oh, like I'm good now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, like I still always had like underlying. It might not have be as bad as like when I'm not taking something like right now, mm-hmm. but it never fully worked for me. So I think that was the main reason why I was like, okay, hey, well, like if it's not going to fully like hook, like, mm-hmm. like fix my life, then like, I don't want to be on it. And there's yeah. got to be other ways. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, most of the people that I've talked to that have either taken medication for depression or anxiety or anything, I've never heard anybody say it fixed me or like er, it all Mm. went away. Like I Mm. think, I think everybody still has that underlying stuff that, that, you know, where you kind of like, fuck like this really it's helping, but it's not fixing for for sure. So I think, yeah, I think that's definitely normal, but Mm. it's awesome that you could put that into a spot to get off of it. Mm. So when did you, like, when did you decide I'm not taking this anymore? Uh, I tried multiple times and it was at least two years after I first started taking it. Um, I tried multiple. The first time I, I just stopped taking it. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I didn't feel good. Like I felt really bad. Did you just like straight up cold turkey? Cold turkey. I was just like, um, and you know why it's because I was, I was honestly starting to feel really good and, and like staying, you know, at the beginning of taking it, I would take it and then I wouldn't take it and I would take it and I'd miss, I maybe like two days out of the week I I would just forget or, mm-hmm. or I'd leave the bottle at home and we go racing and I just wouldn't have it. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, weaning when you decided. Oh, oh yeah, you were, you would, yeah, at the beginning you'd take it, not take it and then weaning yeah, off. Yeah, weaning off. Yeah, so a couple of times I just cold turkey stopped taking it um, and then, yeah, it just made me feel like shit. Like, I think that, like, I knew I didn't want to be on it, but when I tried to get off of it and it made me feel that bad, I was like, okay, I really don't want to be on this stuff. Because, like, obviously, m- my brain or something is being super dependent on it. And I, I can't even tell you what, what I felt now because it's been so long. But, like, it was, like, worse than the original anxiety, which when, is insane. When you were getting off of it. No, like, yeah, when I was getting off yeah, of it. Yeah. It was worse than, like... W- get trying to get or cutting it cold turkey made me feel worse than before I started taking the medication, which I mm-hmm. was already like super bad, bad enough to take, w- be willing to take medication. So, I mean, yes, <coughs> I, I think that goes to show that it really doesn't, you really do become dependent on it. It doesn't do much to like work it down. It's just covering mm. it up. Right. Totally. Totally. Um, so eventually I, I weaned off. I think I went to the doctor and I was like, Hey, like a cold turkey. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I did it like three times. Like I was like, okay. And like I'd start taking it again, doing like go another three weeks and then cold Turkey it again. And like, boom, the same thing would happen. I'd be like, ah, oh shit. Like, how am I going to get off this stuff? And then 
I think it was my Nana or the doctor or someone was like, no, dude, you got to wean off of it. And mm-hmm. like when I weaned off of it, it, I did it for like seven, I remember it was like seven or eight months of weaning off of this stuff. Really? So like, and I was only on five milligrams. So I took, so I, were you just, I get like a, down yeah, I got like a pill cutter. And I, I, I went down to two and a half. Um, and every time I go down, I just get crazy headaches. I get like dizzy and I get these like little like head twitches almost like it was, I just be like kind of twitchy and weird. And that's all stuff I didn't have before, before taking it. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I really don't want to be on this stuff. So it took like seven or eight months to mm-hmm. fully, fully get off of it. Um, that would have been summer of 2015. So it would have been like shortly before the last Pemberton music festival mm-hmm. is when I got off of it. So yeah, th- all of 2013, all of 2014, I was taking it, and then 2015 till p- till basically Pemberton, like maybe a, maybe a month or two before it, because I was fe- I was just feeling so good and working out lots and so were you st- feeling pretty like once you weaned off of it, you were like pretty decent. Yeah, as I was weaning off of it, um, I go through like the little period of like feeling weird for a couple weeks, and then it was smoothing out, and then I I was actually feeling better, you know, and I I don't know if I that's mean. It even could have just been, like, the way you were thinking about it. Because totally. now you were off it. You're totally. just believing, like, fuck, this is awesome. Not anymore. Absolutely. That in itself could have just been enough. Absolutely. But uh, I remember being super pumped that I was able to to do it. And it was hard. It's, like, it, like it's honestly one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is try to get off that shit. Um, and, you know, I was in a good place at the time. And I was working lots. And... You know, doing I think it was doing the drifting stuff, maybe a little bit of bike stuff, working out a ton, and I was like, you know, I was just ready to ready to come off of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was super super hard for sure. Yeah. And then, so when you were off of it, you were good. Oh. And the when I fully got off of it, like stuff that was like fun. Like I like I don't know like I was doing a lot of cliff jumping at the time. I just got in this little weird little like cliff jumping thing where I was just like, where, where can we go and jump off cliffs in, yeah. into water? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah, not so. not to your dad. Yeah. Um, but I remember doing it, and then I remember getting fully off the medication, being off for a couple of weeks, and then going and doing that stuff, and it was way more fun. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, whoa! Like it was almost like it was just dampening everything a little bit. Mm-hmm. and maybe it was like i don't know what it was doing but i remember being like whoa life is way more fun now and i just felt super good and i rocked that for like a while and i can't i couldn't tell you like when it came like came back this anxiety mm-hmm. thing right and i i mean it's it's come back and i have it all the way up until like right now i'm sitting here like mm-hmm. almost having a fucking panic attack <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i remember fully getting off of it and feeling feeling way better but it was only for a few months. I think it was probably by by the time it was probably like, I don't know when when is Pemberton Music Festival normally? Is it a, is it July August? Remember. Yeah, July, yeah. August, but by, by by like mid winter, I was already back in the hole again. So you're like pretty good for like a year. Or no, like I would say like five months. Hmm. So yeah, something like that. Well, you were drinking and partying a lot. That's the thing, though. Right? Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't say a lot compared oh. to like the, the average, but like enough. Yeah. That. Uh, that it was a it was affecting me so yeah it, it's hard to say like if i was being like how i am now come off of it and still do the stuff that i do now mm-hmm. I, I probably would be way way better at the time but yeah but yeah so yeah it's been a, been a road for sure <laughs> anxiety <Yeah>. road bro <laughs> man it's crazy it is 
Yeah. And it's like, it's as soon as you think you have it under control, it's like you get thrown for like another loop or something in your life happens. And like something in everyone's life happens. Like everyone's got crazy shit going on, but I don't know. Like, it's just like this thing, like it's like this anxiety thing. And like I either have it or I don't have it. And it's just like, I mean, right now I have it. I've had it. I've had a heavy for a couple of years now. So I think that's the hardest part of it is the back and forth. I mean, you <sighs> think it's gone and it's so good and then it hits you like a yeah. fucking wall again. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like that constant searching for an answer. Like it's so hard on, on you. Like how, why is this happening to me? Or, um, yeah, you're just always wondering why or what's get, what can fix this. I've tried so many things, all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. And, yeah. it, and it's like, you try everything and then when yeah. it, you know if it doesn't work it's just it's hard to stay positive sometimes oh totally um yeah i started with anxiety and stuff and then it's and then uh later on even being off of it i i actually i just realized this right now sitting here is like i've never experienced depression like that whole time leading up to my first anxiety attacks taking the medication i didn't start ex- experiencing like and, and now i know it's depression but um, until after after I went on that medication and came off of it mm-hmm. and then got back into the anxiety hole again and then depression, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like, uh, did that medication like trigger something that allowed me to get that way? Because like I, depression, like I, you mm-hmm. know, like sad about what? Like life's pretty good, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, it, it, a lot of people have it a, a lot worse for sure. Um, and I couldn't tell you exactly when that started happening but it's something i've definitely fought with for a little bit mm-hmm. um on and off probably for a few years so yeah it's like a whole new realm so yeah between the brain fog and like you know a little bit of depression here and there mm-hmm. yeah it's it can you can definitely dig your you can definitely dig yourself a hole oh yeah <laughs> and it's hard to get out it's really hard really hard so so well i guess speaking of getting out um once you you got off the medication you started yeah. started to come back Mm-hmm. So what did you decide to do then? Because you haven't been on medication since then. Nothing. Yeah. I just so like I just live live my life. When I came off of it, I was just doing normal stuff. I didn't yeah. like do any self work. I didn't go to like. Um, maybe I was doing some counseling. Okay. It's so hard to remember. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't but like any gnarly anything. Like any spiritual stuff. Any meditation. None of that yeah. stuff at that time. So then, when it started to come back to you, those yeah. seven months later. Yeah. Then what, what kind of steps did you take this time around? Uh, honestly, I can't remember. Um, it's, it's really hard to say. Uh, I think I just kind of are counseling. Yeah. Counseling. Yeah, definitely. And uh, even when I was on the medication, I did a little bit. I think after coming off of it, I did quite a bit. Talk, th- talk therapy which I've never really been a huge fan of. I think it is really important, but I think there's other things you can do mm-hmm. to um, to help you. That will help you more, in my opinion. And yeah, I, I mean, mean, I've, I mean, I've never had to pay for it. Luckily, luckily my, you know, my grandparents have really helped me out with that, but I've done, I think at least $10,000 of talk therapy, which is mm-hmm. like pretty substantial. I think yeah. it's $130 a visit or so. Yeah. And, uh, it helps like I, you go and you f- you definitely feel better and they can like they sit there and like they'll say something and then they'll like bring you back and to what you were saying and kind of like what we're doing right now almost mm-hmm. and then you leave and you, and you actually just feel better you're like but you like it doesn't it doesn't fix anything there's lots no. of like 
ten tens of times I've left there and, and I'm like, we literally just went in circles for an hour. I'm like, this guy, you know, and I've I've seen it a, f- a few different people. The guy, you know, my my counselor, um, currently that I don't go to, but my current one, um, he, he's really good. I would say mm-hmm. he's super super good. But I've never left there like, man, like that fixed me. Like I'm yeah. good now. Like no, it's never happened. Yeah, never yeah. happened, right? I think um, sometimes it's just nice to even be able to talk about it though. Is why maybe you feel better after too. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I feel better after. I'll probably feel better after this. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, I just mean it doesn't actually have to be a counselor. It could be anyone, even if you just say, tell your buddy how you're feeling. Totally. It, it can give you the same effect. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell buddies about this stuff that don't ex- mm-hmm. don't go through it. I think you can relate to that. Like, yeah. Like, I, I truly have a hard time even hanging out with, like, really good buddies I've known my whole life that don't deal with it because if I'm having an off day, like, I feel like, I feel like awkward or weird or, like, I don't want to be like, hey, hey, bro, like, I don't want to go wheelie the supermoto on the streets today because i have anxiety and they'd be like what the fuck are you talking about like just get over it right but like at, that's the shit can really con- control your life if if you let it mm-hmm. um and i mean even if you don't let it like maybe you talk about we'll talk about like what i'm going through right now but mm-hmm. uh um yeah yeah <laughs> the whole thing is just super super hard because i feel like there's is i feel like there's an answer to like if i do this one thing maybe it'll fix it but like yeah. it's just it seems to always slip back oh yeah yeah um so i guess like so when so you did the, the talk therapy stuff when did you start taking it like when did you s- decide to start taking a holistic approach let's say mm. Because that, I mean, that's what you've been focused on, focusing on for, since I've known you for the yeah. past two years. So, yeah, for sure. So when did you, I mean, I guess when did you, like maybe when did you start reaching out or, you know, wanting to try um, different things outside of the sort of normal, mm, you know, mm-hmm, medical mm-hmm. realm? And then, you know, how did that all come into yeah, play? Yeah, so probably about two years, I've been a lot more open about it. So mm-hmm. since like 2017, you know, I've been like willing to talk about it and, and the quickly, the more I... R- start talking about it the more i realize like a lot of people deal with it yeah and i think you figure that out too oh yeah i remember the first time i posted on instagram about um you know i just made a i don't even know it was pretty basic post just yeah. saying you know i'm struggling with anxiety and totally and depression this mental health stuff i don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. um and i i must have had like 50 to 100 people message yeah. me through instagram and, and facebook and i was like holy shit i'd no clue that all these other people. And then that was just people on there. And then sometimes people would come up to me in person. They came out and saw what you posted. Like I kind of have the same thing and yeah. like that would happen all the time. Yeah. And the more you, th- the more you talk about it, the, the more you realize people struggle with it. And then like, I've had like friends of friends come and talk to me about it just because like, I'll tell a friend and then yeah. talk about it and then they'll, they'll hit me up and it's just like, Holy shit. Like I wouldn't say everyone deals with it. Everyone deals with different stuff. I have buddies that have anger problems. I've like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it seems to be extremely common and, and it'd be nice to f- really figure out like why. Mm-hmm. And I don't know in the last, cause I've done like, you've done some stu- some research on mm-hmm. it, some studying on it and so have I, but I don't know if it's the last like 20 years, if it's just easy to talk about or if people have had this forever or, or yeah. what, or is life just getting so fucking hectic? That's, I mean, that's kind of what I, I mean, that's, I, that's what I, th- views, that's what I think. So crazy now. Yeah. So much stimu- stimulus. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So, um, I know we keep veering, veering <laughs> off here. <laughs> oh, it's all it's good. Just how it's my all brain, good. Just how my brain works lately. But, but uh, yeah, just just bring it back to what we're... The, ol- the, 
I mean, I guess just so, I mean, that's good that, you know, I like that part of it is talking to people and then realizing how many people are, mm. are sort of in the same boat or struggling mm. with similar things. Because, I mean, I remember that alone made me feel a lot better because for, I mean, I don't know if you did the same thing, but for a long time, I thought I was alone and I'm sitting there sometimes thinking yeah. like, holy fuck, like I would be so scared to even go to the doctor or the hospital because I thought I'd end up in like the insane asylum. I'm like, man, I don't totally. want to get stuck in here for the rest of my totally. life. I actually went to one. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like not, I didn't go like, I didn't go in, in, but one time it wasn't actually that long ago. Like it was probably like shortly after I contacted you, which oh. was what, like less than a year ago, year and a half. Has it really been? When did we go to Fortitude for the first time? Or was that last year? Yeah. It was like, I don't even think it's been a year. Or was it two? Yeah, maybe it was last year. I think it was only, I think I've only really known you for a year now. Which it seems like way longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> it was, uh, or I was between. Remember, I was between jobs, or I just left a job, or something. Cause I remember us talking about that. I mean, uh, I think when we met, you told me you hadn't worked for a while, or you left. I don't remember. Maybe honestly. it was like maybe it was like after I left recycling or something. It's probably yeah. probably that. Yeah, because I remember I got the job in Mercedes. Yeah, I think that I was like that. that was like right. Yeah, we were talking a lot when you got that job. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, something something around there. But uh, I already lost my train of thought. Brain fog. You went, you had, <laughs> or you said you ha- you went to an insane asylum. Thing. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So I don't know. We'll call it like a year, year and a half ago. I was tripping out anxiety as usual. And I went to my normal doctor and he's like, well, you should go talk to this person. And I didn't really, I kind of looked through the piece of paper and it was at like Fraser Health at, uh, Rid- you know, the Richmond Hills Hospital over here. And. I was like, okay, sure. Like, I've been like super open minded to like doing anything, and he didn't say what, that you're going to an insane asylum. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. and I get there, and it, it was an insane asylum. Like, it, like there's people in straitjackets mm-hmm. and like drooling, and 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 I was like, holy shit! Like, I don't, I don't think I'm that bad. Like, I just, yeah. I just get like nervous all the time. Like, <laughs> and I, I sat there for like four hours because I was just in this mood, and I was just like, I, I'll just sit here, sure, and like. I remember there being like sliding doors and I like pushed the button and I just walked in and then I sat there for like four hours where I thought the office was, but there was people like opening and walking around and they're like totally like, like wait, I don't know if they're like schizo or like mm-hmm. what, what you would classify those, those people. But like there's some of them are in straight jackets now. Yeah. It's like that was giving me anxiety. Cause I was like, wait, like, am I like, does that is like, am oh, I yeah, in this place? And like, they're going to like grab me and like feed me some drugs and then stick me in a fucking <laughs> jacket and like I'm gonna be here for the rest of my life right but eventually a doctor came by and he was like hey and I was like hey and he's like how'd you get in here and I was like I walked through the doors <laughs> like press the button, yeah man. I pressed the button the doors open like it wasn't there was no delay like mm-hmm. just like boop shh, walked in and he's like uh okay follow me so I follow him to his o- his actual office which wasn't where I was um and I go in there and he's like so why are you here and I was like I don't know, I have anxiety and the doctor sent me here and he kind of looked like perplexed. I think that's the word perplexed. Yeah. He was just like blown shocked away. And, yeah. Shocked that I even made it into this area. Yeah. For yeah. One. And, and he's just like, he's like, so he's like, do you want a psychiatric evaluation? And I was like, and I was literally talking to him like this. And I was like, I, I don't know. Do I need one? Like <laughs> you're, the, you're the guy, like yeah, you, yeah. you tell me, I don't know what I need. Right. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know. You can give me one. Sure. And he's like, he's like, I think you're in the wrong place. And I was like, well, I have anxiety. And he's like, yeah, this, this isn't the 
place though. So I actually still haven't really asked my doctor. Like, I don't think I've ever asked him like, Hey man, like what the, <laughs> like, where did you send me? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a really weird one. And that wasn't even that long ago. I feel like that's debatably the worst place to, to send to, to someone be. with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Cause man. like, that's ultimately like at times when you're in, that, that you feel like you're going to get, you're going to be there eventually. You're like, I'm just going to lose it one day. And like, I'm going to end up in a straitjacket or I'm going to end up like, it just, the anxiety is so real sometimes. And it's so, oh. like, you're just like the world's crashing around you and like your brain's like bad shit's happening, bad shit's happening. And you're like, you just can't get out of it. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, when you mentioned the schizo thing, I remember so many times, like I'd be looking shit up online how I felt and I'm oh. like, I'm like, I have schizo. I'm like hundred yeah. percent. I'm like, I'm schizophrenic. Totally, I'm totally. fucked. And yeah. then I'd be reading, <laughs> I'd be reading like, you know, when I first started to realize that, you know, I'm dealing with that, I should probably read some books or figure out like, so I started reading like the brain's way of healing and other mm, sort of, that's a good book, sort of brain books. And yeah, the, the, the brain on fire too. That you I don't think I've read that. No, you haven't read that? I'll read it yeah, down. Yeah, Kat, Kat read it. She said it was really good. But as I was reading those, it would be talking about these, these, you know, like schizo and all these other things. Mm. And I'd be reading it and I'm like, fuck, I was like, I have this. And like, I couldn't even read the books because I was getting so scared that I have. Did you get like anxious as you're reading the books? Oh yeah. I would have to put it down. I'd make it like a couple of pages and just start talking about all this crazy shit. I'm like, no, fuck this. I was like, I have that. Can't do it. And like, I mean, I, I, I've, you know, that was four years ago for me and Mm. I've, I've, I can read them now. I'm Mm -hmm. fine. But so. I, I know I'm, I'm here on your podcast, but I kind of, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> kind of curious. So like you, you went through like a really rough period, right? And yeah. then have you progressively gotten better or have you gone like up and down? Uh, both. I would say it's always like two steps forward, one step back kind of mm, deal. Or okay. maybe, maybe more, maybe it's two steps forward, three steps back or, or maybe it's and three then four forward. steps forward. Yeah. Maybe, all it's, over the place. maybe it's four forward, three back. Yeah. I mean, or maybe it's, maybe it's, Three forward, five back. So it hasn't been smooth sailing since you've figured it out. No, and I mean, through my roughest parts, I I think that was the hardest part of it is that it wasn't a constant progression up. It was just like Mm. all all the time. I mean, now I'm like, you know, if if I look at the big sale of things to like four years ago, I was fucked. Now I'm pretty, Mm. you know, I would say I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the best I've been. That's good. But it's always like... Yeah, it, it was just always slow, and I mean, it was for that year and a half, two years, where I was just fighting so hard. I mean, I guess those three steps forward would give me the light for the two steps back, mm-hmm. really. I mm-hmm. mean, because, you know, I could feel it, and I knew, I'm like, man, like, I can do this, but then the, then it would hit you again, and then I'd be like, fuck, like, really? Like, yeah. how does this keep coming back? Or and something like, that was working for you would stop working, right? Like, you'd be doing something that you're like, okay, this is this is working, this is working, and then, like, it would creep up, back, creep up on you again, or this is what happens for me, at least, and I'd be like, I thought what I was doing, like, I don't know, maybe it, it could be as simple as reading, or mm-hmm. like I started doing yoga, like, since I've known mm-hmm. you, and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm getting better, I'm getting better, I'm getting better, and then it goes the other way, and you're like, but I was getting better, and I'm doing this thing, and I'm still doing this thing, and now it's going the other way again, it's like, what, like, it's like, it's always changing, Oh, or like, yeah. what worked before doesn't work now, and it's just like, it's, it's tough, it's, it's, yeah, it's I found things would work, like, I mean, for me, I would just lock, I don't know, I kind of did, the hardest part is always searching for that thing, for that answer. I'm like, what happened? 
you know, I would be going to see so many specialists, like brain people. Oh, yeah. Neuro, sh- neuro shit. Like, I, d- I didn't care how much money I had to spend. I yeah. go to naturopath, um, nutritionist, normal doctors, like mm. chiropractor. I was going to everything I could yeah, to try. I was like, someone give me a fucking answer. Totally. Like, tell me what's wrong. Totally. And I think I was trying to hold on to that, like, one thing for too long, where I was just, like, always trying to find that single mm. answer. And then when I started to take a more holistic approach, even the same thing, like, naturopaths started talking about food mm. so i would really lock into like diet and be like okay how i i just went like crazy about diet yeah, and then yeah. i would realize okay well it's, it's not only diet it's all these other things so it's totally. being able to i think that one of the best things being able to realize it's a lot of things that come into play and being able to try and work work them all it's definitely a, it's definitely a whole oh yeah like it's hard yeah yeah it is hard <laughs> like I've always thought, oh, it's just, like, to do with the brain, right? And mm-hmm. especially even lately, like, you know, as it's, as anxiety's progressed or s- shit hat or, you know, life happens and, 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 you know, now I have gut problems and now I have, like, chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes and goes randomly. And it's, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm still doing yoga or I'm still doing this. And, like, why is today I'm in pain and yesterday and I'm not? And it's just, like it's like is it the anxiety that's just progressing to physical symptoms now or you know it's really hard um yeah i and mean it's weird because you get all that kind of stuff like i mean i had the same thing i had really bad gut stuff i couldn't mm-hmm. like digest yeah you any. had you got like did you get what was can- candida at one point yeah i mean i still don't really know if that's a yeah. real how thing. did they like <laughs> how did they come up with that like how did they i have no idea he just did some tests on like gut bacteria and was like man it's fucked so mm. you got to do this candida diet. Yeah, so it's like no fruit. No sugars. No sugars, Like, yeah. not even natural sugar. Is that when you ate potatoes? Like, what I eat? Honestly, I don't even think I was allowed to eat potatoes for, like, three months because they're starchy, which, like, kind of turns into sugar. Yeah, carbohydrates right? turn into sugar. All, yeah. all I ate for three months was, like, l- real, like, basically slow-cooked veggies because it had to be cooked because your body can't, you know, mm. if you just eat raw. Yeah. It was too much for my stomach, so mm. I had... um. Yeah, all I had was just veggies for mm. three months, like tons of just cabbage and tomatoes and onions yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? And, yeah, and crazy. And greens. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, to bring it back, like when I started doing the holistic approach, it was, you know, really like after I met you. Pretty. So much. you hadn't done anything before that? Not really. Like, I don't know. I don't have much of a brain right now because you know, brain fog's pretty heavy, but yeah. uh, which I think is it's coming from not sleeping. Like, I haven't slept in like two years. <laughs> Like I have, but like, um, yeah, it's a couple of years of like tossing, turning all night, and and, and like, I actually have like legitimate chronic pain, like, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of I'm still like I don't I don't get why why I get it or why I have it. And it goes away and it comes back, and I don't know if it's you know, um, but the the holistic stuff, yeah, like I think like shortly after I met you, I went on a full veggie diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. uh yeah, because I remember when we met, I don't honestly don't remember like, exactly what we talked about, mm. but I mean, I'm sure I would have talked a lot about veggies and how I was eating. Yeah, I think shortly after we met, we went to that Richer Health um, thing in, in Lonsdale there. Mm, yeah, yeah, at yeah. The, at the Green Mustache. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I... Oh, yeah, because she did a talk on mental health. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And moment. I was like, oh, maybe that's maybe that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. tried to like everything else. Like maybe mm-hmm. and I've, up until then, I never like radically changed my diet. And in 2015, I started training with uh, 
a guy named Graham Chan out of Maple Ridge and he was helping me like do the bodybuilding thing, although I was never planning on being on stage or anything, but mm-hmm. um I started so that was twenty fifteen. So I, he had me on like the typical bodybuilding diet, rice and chicken and rice. Chicken man. and rice Broccoli. and yeah, sweet potato and and a little bit of berries, keeping the blood sugar nice and even all day and and uh eating every two three hours and and having oatmeal for breakfast and all that so um so so from 2015 to now i've i've like been eating pretty pretty dialed food i'd say lots of veggies and and but has it helped like i don't know like i'm still doing it in in the last like couple few months uh, i've probably had like some of the worst things i've ever had in my life Mm -hmm. um and i'm still doing i do yoga and i'm eating good food and yeah, and we were on that retreat. That 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 really helped, and it's still uh, it still seems to be there and 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 as strong as ever. And you think with all these tools and like all like what like nine years of of um, uh, having it strong that I'd have it figured out by now. But it's just like it's still going on, and I just want it to stop. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, yeah, your story is crazy to me because we've tr- I mean, I've given you every everything that I know or that, totally. or that I've tried totally. and like you're, I mean, you're really one of the only people that I've, I, I talk to about this all the time. Mm, and, mm-hmm. um, you're also the only person who's ever been open-minded enough and wanted to try all these things. Totally. Like I have people that reach out all the time or I meet and that we talk and yeah. they think I have this crazy, you know, answer or one thing that they're totally. going to be able to yeah, do it's, and, it's and, and they're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I feel bad, right? I'm telling people, I'm like, fuck man, I don't want to like ruin their day, but mm. this shit is not, you don't just do one thing. Like this is a lot, you know, it's a lot of work. It's really diving into yourself and learning all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And most people, n- I never, you know, they say they're, they're happy to talk about it and stuff, but not many people will take action mm. beyond that. You know, I'll be like, oh, I do this for food and diet. I do, I've tried breath work, I, yoga, um, what else? I mean, yeah, like I've seen med- all these practitioners. I spent $50,000 totally in the holistic stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, everything. And, you know, you just, you start to find things that work for you and stuff that comes up. And yeah. I mean... I, the other problem is a lot of people just, you know, we were both lucky <laughs> enough that, you know, your grandparents helped you out. Totally. My grandpa did the same thing. I'd probably be dead. For me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I remember like, I had a student credit line with like $10,000 left yeah. on it. And I mean, back then all I gave a shit about was trucks and cars and, mm. you know, same thing as you. And yep. that's what I was kind of spending it on and, and everything. And then I finally, like, it just hit me so hard. I, was, I thought, you know what? I don't give a fuck about to spend every, I'll spend every penny i've access yeah, to, to whether i'm going to go in debt or not yeah. to figure this out and i pretty much spent all mine and then my grandpa <laughs> my grandpa dove in and and helped me out yeah. and you know which is wicked yeah because the, the problem is most people they don't have an extra thousand dollars a month you know i I'd have on averagely for the past five years have probably spent a thousand dollars a month on on holistic practitioners which that's a lot of money Totally. That, you know, most, who the hell is a thousand bucks to just blow on that kind of yeah. shit? Not that many people that I know. So, um, that's one thing I haven't really figured out how to get around yet because a lot of the stuff that it I costs would, money. would I advise people to do, they don't have the money to do it. So yeah. how, how do I help them? With I know that? I still struggle with that. Like, so I could probably spend a thousand dollars a week, mm-hmm. get, um, doing like self-help stuff. Yeah. And I think if I, if I had that opportunity to spend a thousand dollars a week on it, I'd probably be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like if I could get like, a, if I could go to acupuncture a couple times a week, massage a couple times a week, mm-hmm. um, do breath work, go to, go do breath circles and, and one-on-one breath work and, mm-hmm. and, 
and and eat the the food like get like meal meal prep like delivered (laughs) i think that's the other problem is like the food and everything but if you're gonna the problem is stress too and if you're gonna if you're stressing about it trying to make the proper food and the meals all the time it almost makes it worse yeah then it's like kind of counteracting what you're eating so yeah 100 percent. and the food just costs so much money so like you know someone's gonna go easy meal subway 10 bucks or they're gonna go to the grocery store get their groceries make a nice healthy you know vegetables organic meal and have this stuff and then eat it not only does it cost more than going to Subway, but you have to make it all go there, find the time. Oh, it's time-consuming. It's, so it's really time-consuming. It's so much work, and then, like, yeah. the juicing and other things that I yeah. like doing, like... Yeah, how much did you spend on your juicing? Oh, it was, like, two grand. Yeah. And, I mean, I bought it used off, off eBay. Yeah. And, like, even for people... Mm. I don't even, like... And then you also have to buy the organic produce. Like, so, I mean, it still costs you me like quite a bit of money totally, to have totally. these things, but I mean, I believe in it and think that it helps me a lot. So yeah. I, I do it. But even if you're going to go to the juice bar and buy a juice, you want $10 a juice oh, yeah. now. I so mean, you, you can go to like a cheaper place, but they honestly taste different. Yeah. They're not, yeah. They're you not want to same. get the organic. Yeah. Stuff. And if you're going to spend six bucks and get like a shitty juice, you might as well spend the extra two or three mm-hmm. bucks and get one that's actually going to like nourish your body. Yeah. Right? And then, I mean, I have three juices a day. So what you're going to, that someone spending thirty bucks a day on juice, which yeah. is, you yeah. know, it just it adds up. Yeah, right? I did it for six six full months of like yeah multiple juices and smoothies a day, and and I did like six months full full organic and yeah kind of following what you you put me on, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really expensive. Like some people are like, oh, organic's not that much more. It honestly is. Like yeah, it, in some aspects, like you know, maybe especially uh, if you eat meat. Like if you want to do the oh, meat, the organic meat, dude, it, it, that what? Yeah, I only. Eat organic meat now yeah. just because i've just I've, d- I've read too many books and i've done <laughs> too much research on on, on what yeah. really goes on in the normal the normal meat industry mm-hmm. it's uh it's pretty disgusting yeah and the stuff's just pumped full of shit and i just yeah i so already bad. have these problems i'm like i i, I don't want to like help it <laughs> like, yeah yeah i want to reduce it not put a bunch of like hormones in me and yeah and shit that i i don't i don't you don't even really know what's in that stuff no. in my opinion like even do, after do, yeah you don't do we really know like i don't no. know it's pretty hectic it is it's all about like making that meat you know grow as quickly as possible and and feed a bunch of people (laughs) yeah and weigh as much as he can for for selling it in stores and everything yeah 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 so yeah holistic stuff (laughs) i mean lots of it what 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 have you tried i mean what's the what's the biggest things that have helped you so far you think holistic wise or anything going on the when I went on that full veggie diet, I don't know if it's just because psychologically I was like, oh, this is going to help me. And mm-hmm. it did. Cause like, yeah, I remember it there, went really yeah, well. Yeah. There was a like while. a, there was like a month and a half period when I was on full veggie diet that I was like, it was like the same as when I started taking the medication where I was just like, I'm good now. And I was like, holy shit. Like this is actually working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd have like days here and there, but like as a whole, it got way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what, I mean, it's hard to say like what's, what's what's really helping right now because i mean i'm so i'm ter- like mm-hmm. i, I ho- hopefully in six months i do another podcast and i'll be like better but yeah, yeah. i'm so freaking bad right now with anxiety and and the sleep problems and stuff that i'm i'm, I'm in the hole mm-hmm. <laughs> and right now i'm in the hole um but uh some of them we can talk about some of the most powerful stuff like that that conscious connected breathing that mm-hmm. you recommended it was only like I don't even know April. April, like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I got referred by 
my brother because mm-hmm. Lucas did a retreat. That's right. That's right. And then I tried a one on one, and then I I think after I did the first one, I messaged you right away and was like, "You yeah. gotta fucking try this." Yeah, shit. it's. C- did you do the rebirth on the first? session no oh, i was like okay. two or three and when i had like really intense yeah, yeah. experience yeah mine was intense right off right yeah. right the first one so i think we we know we originally sent my girlfriend right like you told me about it and i think cat went out there first oh really? I, I don't y- remember yeah yeah so cat went out there first and you know she's because it was up it's up in whistler so yeah yeah that's right so and sh- she's gone through some crazy, crazy shit herself. You should have her on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure <laughs> Yeah, um, she she came home and she's like, "Yo, like you gotta try this." Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, "What?" She's like, "I can't even explain it. You just gotta try it." So I was like, "Okay." So I signed up for it and and I went and yeah, it's probably the craziest form of therapy I've ever. Mm-hmm. It, in my opinion, it blows talk therapy out of the water. Like talk therapy is great. You can talk about your problems and maybe find a solution, but like. This stuff gets really down to like what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you want to talk about like how how it works and like yeah, what, sure. What if you, you want to explain yeah. a little bit about yeah, it, yeah. So conscious connected breathing, uh, we've been doing with two uh, Edward Edward yeah. Dan- Edward Dangerfield. We can we'll link his all yeah his stuff. yeah no really nice guy. He's, he's honestly helped me a lot and and showed me that there's there's alternate ways of fixing this stuff mm-hmm. right. So, um, but basically you lie on a table and they get you breathing a certain way like. Um, you breathe, you basically breathe into your belly and then you let your breath fall. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <sighs> and you just don't have like any restriction, but as soon as you let your breath out, you breathe back in. So you just get this nice, like, yeah, like there's no pause. There's no pause. Yeah. Exhale. So you, the sessions are what? They're an hour long. Yeah. I think they're, yeah. I think they're about an hour long and, uh, you lie on this table and they kind of, they guide you through it and they, they use their hand or Ed, Ed will use his hands to guide your belly through it. And, and eventually like you. I wouldn't say you lose consciousness. Like I don't know how, what you how you experience it, but like you still know he's there. You still hear, but like you just kind of check out. You kind of just check out, like you're in like a light sleep or like a Changes weird dream, and weird shit happens. Like for me, like we did that rebirth because um, he one of the f- one of the first things he asked me was like, "Were you born not breathing?" And I was like, "Actually, I've my parents have told me that I was born not breathing." He's like, "Hey, so what happens with that? Like your first entry into the world is you like." not breathing and then the first thing you do is panic yeah because they're like they get all the mucus out of you and then you're like and you panic and so you're like this day you're like this minute one baby and you're like you entered the world like already freaking the fuck out (laughs) right so um so we did a rebirth and he like held my head like how it would be coming out of like the canal and like all this crazy shit and i freaked out like i was i was breathing 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 and then i was like crying and then i was like like yelling and like, but, and it's like, I knew I was doing it, but I couldn't even like stop it. Like it just naturally was coming out. It didn't feel awkward. It, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, I'm yelling and freaking out in front of this guy I just met. Like you're just, it, he guides you into this weird state and, uh, you reach things that are in your, I think it's, you're tapping your sub subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, like I've been pretty hooked, although I'm having a really hard time doing it at home still. Yeah. I find it hard to do it on my own. Yeah. I like. I really like to do the one-on-one sessions yeah. because he will guide, you know, he guides guide your breath. You, yeah. And I like, it's easier because he'll put his hands on you where he wants yeah. you to breathe and he can, you know, re- read. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely like, I find those quite valuable. But yeah. And what I find really interesting too is when you're breathing, like he, he'll be able to tell you, like tell like where, where you're not getting a lot of breath into, like if it's mm-hmm. your upper belly or maybe it's your pelvis. I didn't even know you could breathe into your pelvis. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Like he's like, Hey, you're not breathing into your pelvis. And he'd like, I don't know how he, I think he even just pushes down there. Yeah. Like, 
like close to my nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing down there? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then you're, I'm like, once you re- you're like, holy shit, and like, and now I'm starting to think like all those deadlifts I did, and like all all those like squats and stuff, and like I wasn't even bracing my my, my, my pelvis or like my, my mm-hmm. stomach properly until after I figured out this breath work stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a super it's a super crazy practice, and I would recommend everyone try it. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely a I think I've had like a spiritual awakening since I've done it. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten, you've definitely got to go and do it open-minded. Like you can't, oh yeah. you can't be the kind of, yeah. The kind of people that it attracts is definitely like different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and what is different, but, but like, like when I go, I feel like I'm like one of the only ones that I'm usually the youngest. I, I actually, yeah. I, I am the youngest so far mm. that I've any sessions, any group circles I've gone to, or even the retreat we went on to, I yeah. was the youngest. Um, but yeah, it's normally like, the hippie style people right like uh, if the dreads or yeah or people that are already like into buddhism or mm-hmm. it attracts like those kind of people so like for me me or you to go out I, I don't know what what they're thinking everyone like whoa <laughs> yeah i mean i think for i mean well i noticed too it's a lot of like entrepreneurs as well like mm. well when we did the men's retreat yeah that was, was the men's retreat yeah for sure because for sure. i mean i don't go to a lot of the breast circles, yeah, the breast circles are a little to. different yeah, I feel like it's a lot of yogi style people that kind of go to yeah. that too. Maybe yeah, I, I don't it's know. A mix. I don't really go. But yeah, I've been to all three locations. I did one in Whistler. I did one in Squam. Did Squamish yeah, and Squamish downtown. and downtown. And uh, the one closer to Whist- like as it goes closer to Whistler, it gets it attracts like more of the of those types of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one downtown was pretty normal. And the yeah, you're right. The men's retreat was all just normal dudes. So yeah, yeah. And and again, it's not normal not normal it's just different yeah i guess just right? kind of like more and honestly i'm kind of i wouldn't say i'm going that way but like i'm starting to be more like i wouldn't say like hippie but just starting to have like a more open mind and like willing to try like different stuff like meditation and mm-hmm. breath work and kind of like maybe they're onto something because like those people are really chill yeah yeah like really chill like if you like like zach right you talk yeah. to zach like dude like you're on another level or even ed but especially zach like they're just so calm yeah you're like well, if I could be that, like, you know, clear you could think if you're mm-hmm. that calm all day. So, yeah, um, I wish I could do it at home um, more consistently. And I guess it's just something I'm choosing not to do because you really have the choice whether you yeah. wake up and do it just like you brush your teeth or go to the gym. Right. But, uh, w- you know, we can talk about it now or later. But since my, since my mom died, it's I came, came back from that men's retreat. We did. When did we even do it? It was uh, it was the mid July. Was June, it mid, mid June, yeah, June like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So like two months ago, yeah, I came back from that retreat, and then my mom, my mom died like a few days later. So I felt like anything that I learned at that retreat kind of got thrown out the window almost. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just fuck. I feel like you've had so many things that just keep piling. It's like you get good, and then something happens. Yeah. Happens yeah. again. Yeah. And I mean. I don't know. I, I can't imagine how that feels. I've never had to, to deal with that. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. To I, so, I know we're all over the place, and that's just how my brain is working right now. But we'll just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like currently I have really bad anxiety. Like, yeah. Really do you want to just talk about kind of where you're at? Yeah. Right now so, for a little bit and then so just super bad. Like, I'm not like I haven't slept right in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I haven't slept at all like this last month and a half since my mom died, and then. Mm-hmm. The six months before my mom died, really, really, you know, if he sleeps. And even on that retreat, I was like, we're doing all that breath work and feeling really calm and like getting into like a really good state and still not sleeping. So I, it'd be nice to try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But basically, like after the veggie, the whole veggie thing about Christmas time, started feeling pretty good. Um, and then, man, like my world just got flipped upside down. Like I left my job, or I had some arguments where I was working with the management, which gave me anxiety. And then I ended up quitting my job, which actually feels really good. We talked about that before when you could just like, uh, like see you later. Like it's actually like a pretty good feeling. I think you oh, said it's like I, one of your favorite oh, things to do. It's <laughs> one of my best feelings, leaving, getting to quit yeah. a job or yeah, 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 yeah. So I did that, quit my job. Oh, actually, uh, shortly before that, I went on the Christmas party with with who I was working for, mm-hmm. and uh, I drank some THC tea, like infused tea. And I know I can't smoke; it freaks me out. And uh, I, I was actually going on a blind date. Uh, for the Christmas party, so a buddy of mine's, uh, buddy of mine's wife's friend, he was like, "Hey, do you have a date for the Christmas party?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Do you want one?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was actually like, confident enough and, and anxiety free enough that mm-hmm. I was willing to, to dive into that, which like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, like that, that would normally like set me off. Yeah. So I go to this thing and like, uh, the chick's super hot, <laughs> <laughs> uh, super hot, and and totally, it was like, oh fuck, like I'm super intimidated, big. Big old fake, you know. There, there is like, hey, you want some THC tea? And I drank this tea, and I like he gave me half the dose they were taking, and I like, I knew I shouldn't done it. I just like kind of wanted to just fit in. And yeah, you get in the moment. Yeah, we're talking like this last December. Yeah, this happened. So like not that long ago, like no. what, like not eight or nine months ago, and uh, I did it, or I drank some of the tea, and then like within half an hour, I was like, oh fuck, like I shouldn't have done that. Like hey. I just started getting paranoid, anxious, and, like, it's, like, anxiety tenfold. Like, yeah. you start feeling weird, your body starts feeling weird. I don't know, it's probably it normal yeah, shit. But, like, for me, I just don't, like you said earlier, I don't like to not feel like myself. It's like I feel snowballing. Like, yeah, and I don't feel like myself on a normal basis Yeah, a lot of the time, right? So You're just kind of trying to decipher the whole time. Yeah, so, like, I s- we did this Christmas party was at a hotel, we did it, and, like, I was so awkward and didn't, I didn't even want to be there. Like, within half an hour, I remember getting in the elevator and it dropping and I like grabbed on and I was like, holy shit, I am ri- like, I'm stoned or I'm ripped or whatever. And, and, and my buddy was like, it's like, it was a pretty like big corporate thing. Right. And yeah. he's like, he's like, Shh, like, don't like, you know? Yeah. 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 He's like, shut the hell yeah, up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's like, I went from feeling good. Uh, did drink that shit and then, uh, quit my job and then met a girl with, you know, <laughs> pretty pretty rocky rocky situation, mm-hmm. and then and now we're we're dating, but uh, it's kind of just thrown me for a loop, and my anxiety's back at full throttle, and and yeah, because that's kind of how it started. Yeah, you've got a lot of other, you know, now you've got a partner and other things that people you're trying, yeah. you know, you you guys are working together. Totally, yeah. You've got a lot of other stuff that's tying in instead of, I mean, instead of just yeah, you don't have just yourself to just yeah, totally, and that, and I think. And we can talk about it too, like, and maybe even for yourself, like I've avoided relationships like forever. Mm-hmm. Like I was in one relationship for a couple of years with, that was my, f- my first girlfriend. And then I've literally like, yeah, I've like hooked up with chicks here and there and, and one, you know, one nighters or whatever. But like, as far as like an actual relationship, I just avoid them. Cause I'm like, I can't stay the same for more than like six months at a time. Mm-hmm. Even if, even that sometimes it's even like half of the day I change. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, how am I going to bring someone into my life? Yeah. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's super hard. You're like, I don't know who I'm going to be in a week from now. I could be tripping out. Right. And 
Yeah, because for those two years, for like my really serious two years where I was just, you know, I had to take a year and a half off work and mm. I was, you know, same kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about dating a girl or seeing totally. a girl. I mean, it didn't even really cross my mind. I, no, was like, I don't even think it's, yeah, you're you don't you even care. I'm like, no, so much shit. Like, yeah, I, fucked. I was like, I just want to be able to live. And yeah, and totally. Okay. Your focus I mean, is like living. Yeah. So yeah. I never really. So, yeah, I've always avoided a relationships big time. And, you know, I kind of I was feeling good in the last little bit. And then I got into a relationship because I was like, hey, like maybe I can pull it off. And getting into that relationship gave me crazy anxiety. First date, crazy anxiety. And it kind of just stayed Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some other reasons for it, especially with with what's going on in her life and what she's brought into my life. Yeah, um, you know, not all bad, but some of it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then yeah, like I I did lots of I, I started doing yoga in the last six eight six seven eight mm-hmm. months, maybe even a little longer ten months or so, and that that really helped. I've done like the deprivation tank stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. we talked. We haven't really talked about it, but the float tank. So you just yeah. lie there and you're in like the same bo- temperature. The water is the same temperature as your body, and, you, and you're in a bunch of salt, so you just float there, and you can't really feel anything. I've never really dug that too much. It's kind of kind yeah, of weird. Have you couple, tried it? Yeah, I did a couple times, and yeah. I just found. I mean, I would l- I would kind of want to try. I like trying things at different states in my life. Like I tried that when I was mm. really bad, but I just found like, okay, I'm like having really bad anxiety, and like my heart's racing, and I'm yeah. gonna go lay in this tank. Yeah. I just laid there, and my heart was racing. Totally. So like a lot of t- so sometimes yeah, if you're in fight or flight, like there's nothing you can do. I couldn't get into it. I'm yeah. just laying there. I'm like, fuck, like I'm gonna die, and I just sat in this <coughs> black tank for an hour and a half, thinking yeah. I'm gonna die. Yeah. It's Whereas not a good place it, to it wasn't extra relaxing for me. So mm. Like sometimes it was if I was in the proper state going in. Yeah. But then sometimes I go in like that, and it wouldn't help. So I'd like to try. Now I think if I went in, it might be better. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried three or four times. Uh, I I had a really good sleep once, which is weird because I'm such a not a good sleeper. But to the point that like they try to wake me up, knock on the door, and everything, and then they ended up just leaving me there for like three or four hours until like they literally had to close, and then they're like banging on the door. <laughs> for a wake I up. just yeah, like they're like probably like, this guy fucking dead in here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it. I'm not a huge fan. I I watch a lot of Joe Rogan stuff, and you mm-hmm. know he's a lot. He's a really big fan of it, and maybe I'll try it again one day. But the one, the one just down the street here, just no longer. So yeah, yeah, they're just gone now. Yeah, um, yeah. Where were we going with that originally? Um, just talking about the holistic stuff and yeah, whatever else. Um, I mean, yeah, so Oh no, we were just talking about kind of where you're at now. Yeah, where I'm at now. Yeah, so. I'd yeah, it's been a hectic six, seven months of full-on anxiety and not sleeping. And I think the sleep, I don't think the sleep, this not sleeping fucks you up. Mm-hmm. And it's a really weird thing because it's like a lot of people are like, what do you mean you can't sleep? Like you, you're a pretty good sleeper, right? Yeah, and that's something that I've never, never had experience with too. So when you, you know, when we talk about that, I, I have nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, man, yeah, like yeah. even when my worst, sleeping was like my, my go-to thing. If I was bad, like what I... I basically just like fought every day to make it through, through the, the day. day so I was sleep. like, you know, I make it through the day, I go to bed, and every day I just like prayed that, like, I mean, I didn't literally pray. I'm not like yeah. religious, but I would just like wish that, you know, like I'll go to bed tomorrow, I'll wake up, and I'll be fine. Mm. And it was funny though because in the mornings I would wake up and for like literally like 60 seconds I would feel like completely normal, and then it would just come over yeah. me again. Yeah. And like I lived for that like. 30 seconds every morning yeah. that I felt good. And so every day it was just like, 
it was just a fight to live that day to go to sleep. Um, and I've never had issues sleeping. So when you, yeah, when we started talking about that with you, I was like, I don't even know where to start. Well, I've, I've always been a poor sleeper. Like even since I was a little kid, Mm -hmm. I slept in my parents' bed, like full on probably till I was like seven, eight, nine years old, which is like, I don't even know what grade you're in at that point, but like Mm -hmm. you're you're old enough to not sleep in your parents' bed. And like now with the conscious connected breathing and like, you know, when you do that stuff, you pull stuff out of your head that's been in there for a long time. And I started to realize I've been in terror my whole life. Mm-hmm. Or I've been in fight or fight my whole life. So um, I've been always been a poor sleeper. And even as e- all the way up until I left my parents, I was like, I'd leave my door open and like I would just kind of listen to their TV. If they had a TV playing and kind of just not try not to be in my head. And then eventually I fall asleep. But lately or you know i've gone through episodes of like being a great sleeper and mm-hmm. but lately like i just yeah i so can't sleep that it's like i go days mm-hmm. where and it's i shouldn't say i don't fully sleep i might get an hour you know i even bought like a fitbit and even that thing's like dude you don't fucking sleep <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah it's like oh you got like 17 minutes of ram and like 12 minutes of deep sleep tonight it's like i think you're supposed to get like two and a half two and a half hours of each or like an hour and a half and two hours, something like that. But yeah, uh, the minimum. Of and I, I'm starting to like, like if I haven't slept right my whole life and I grew up in a hectic situation, hectic environment, hectic parents, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I, ha- and yeah, you don't, I know if you don't sleep, like a lot of things going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. It can like make you basically make you sick and like every function in your body can work differently and your hormones don't get released at certain times and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, you know, maybe like it's sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely like part of it. Big it, part of the it. The odd time, the odd few months where I'm sleeping really good, it's also those, the odd few months that I don't have anxiety. And mm-hmm. like, and I've kind of just started realizing that recently that like, man, <coughs> if I could, f- I actually got sleeping pills yesterday <laughs> for the first time ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Like natural ones? No. <laughs> the real no, deal. Zoplicone? Z- z- Zoplicone? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly scared to death of taking them. Yeah, I got them yesterday. I didn't take them last night because I didn't want to have like any crazy like all night freak out episode before coming into this podcast with you. Oh yeah, I was like, I think tonight I'm gonna try it. Try to try half one or something. But yeah, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, you've been struggling a lot with the sleep. Oh man, it's bad. And like, did the retreat, learned a bunch of stuff, had a bunch of like, like was like a spiritual awakening. Like, I remember both of us were like, holy shit, like we're realizing a bunch of stuff because we're doing so much conscious mm-hmm. connected breathing. We did sweat lodge as well on that yeah, retreat sweat lodge. and, uh, and just journaling and all that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then I came home and like six days later, my mom died. So yeah, like I've always felt like something really bad is going to happen. I don't know if that's just an anxiety thing or what, but mm-hmm. like now some, something like legitimately bad has happened. And, and, uh, it's it's a whole new level and now I, my anxiety was already super bad i was i have a journal from seven months like the last seven months yeah. my mom's only been gone for a, a month and a few days and and now anybody i see is like oh because your mom died it's like no dude like this yeah. is like 20 years yeah and, or like it's it's just another added thing on top totally now you have to deal with totally it, yeah and it's like oh cause it's you know, your stomach's not working because you're grieving. It's like, no, dude, I had s- diarrhea for seven months before my mom died. Like, it's not just because my mom died. Like, yeah. So, yeah, the, the mental health stuff's really, really tough. And and uh, you're right. Uh, you are talking about Googling stuff earlier. I'm really bad for that. 
Mm-hmm. And even growing up, my parents would call me a hypochondriac. I thought I was going to get SARS and like mad yeah. cow and <laughs> any disease that I would hear about. I'm like, oh, I'm getting that. Or I see like the ER show on TV. Yeah. And like, I have like a heart surgery and I'm like, oh, fuck, like I'm next. I'm, like, I'm going to be on this fucking show again, heart surgery. So I've always been like that my whole life. I wish I wasn't like that because, you know, even Kathy the day is like, dude, you got to stop looking shit up. Like, Oh, I because I'll look something I, I up and I'll it. be like, I haven't done it in years. Oh, really? I I'm can. still super bad because you know, like, like I said, like I ha- I've had di- diarrhea for seven months, like, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to feel like I've lost thirty eight pounds in mm-hmm. the last like year or so, and lo- a lot of it was muscle. Um, and I'm like, man, there's got to be something wrong with me. Like, there's no way anxiety and stuff can make you lose that much weight. There's no way anxiety can make you not sleep. But maybe it can. Like, yeah. Maybe well, I do need to be on medication, right? Like, I've I've tried a lot of stuff, and like, mm-hmm. I've given it a really good go, and I'm just getting to the point that I just kind of want my life back. Yeah. Ride my my bikes and and just do normal stuff and hang out with my buddies and stuff, and it's uh, you know, battling the anxiety at day in and day out. It just it's there's dude. There's days I don't want to be here. Straight yeah. up. <laughs> there's like uh, even a few days ago, I was just like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go to the forest and go hang myself." Like, it's just getting way too fucking out of hand yeah so yeah it's been it's been a road and i don't know keep keep grinding keep pushing away at it but uh i wish i wish there was a magic pill i wish there was something you could just fully do to like not feel like you're living in terror (laughs) yeah i think we all do man it's a yeah it's a crazy it's definitely a crazy road and i don't know a lot of times it's really hard to see the end yeah Um, it's also hard to see other people go through it Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you have it, like y- when you like for for you seeing me go through, you're probably like, even the other day, you're like, fuck, I wish there was something I could do to like. You've told me everything. You've told me what you've done. I've read the same books. I've tried the food. I've tried yoga, acupuncture, massage, breath work. Uh, we did that um that reading with Carolyn. Oh yeah, energy reading. Energy, yeah, we did that energy reading on Salt Spring Island, and and uh, that was crazy. Yeah, we could talk a little bit about that. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was super gnarly. I think, like, I don't know, uh, for for me, like you said, it's hard to watch other people go through, and I think that's, for me, that that's the hardest part, Um, especially with you. you uh, fuck, man, like, when you send me the messages sometimes, I look at it, and I'm just like, yeah, fuck, like. Yeah, you don't reply, and I don't, I, I'm I know I don't take it, I don't take it to heart, because I'm like, well, I s- I'll w- send you something that's like, looking for an answer, and you're probably just like, on your bike or something, you're like, I don't, like, I feel that, but like. No, like I don't know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just I just really wish I I had the answer or had something that that I could say. Um, I mean, I know exactly how you feel uh, and all that stuff, but I mean, uh, yeah, like I've literally given you everything that I know, and for mm-hmm. that, it's really hard for me because I don't know what else to do, and and you totally. know, just you don't want to see your friend going through that kind of stuff, and. Totally. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I really just want to help as many people yeah. as I can. And it's it's just really tough. And, and I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I've, like, just watching from the from the yeah. outside, I'm like, man, like, you're trying everything. And I know you're totally. doing whatever you can. And yeah, that, I, that's I, really hard for me to, to see. I genuinely try everything. Like, yeah. You know, I haven't done psychedelics yet. I'm kind of interested in, like, microdosing shrooms, yeah. maybe. Maybe that would help. Um, but... I'm really against taking the pharmaceutical stuff. I don't I don't really know why, other than, like, you read the books about, like, the meat industry and the pharmaceutical industri- mm-hmm. industry, and you're just like, are they, like, trying to poison us? Like, what are they trying to do here? I just don't <laughs> think it, it, it really gets down to, I mean, no. I, I think, 
Yeah, I don't know like we said before, I think maybe if you're going to take a little bit to stabilize while well, you do other things, but I think becoming depending on, dependent on it, like, you realize mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I don't know. But again, I don't have experience with it because yeah. I've never tried. I was just yeah, like, I yeah. was so against it. I would never take totally. one. So. And I was too, but I got to the point that I was like, I was willing to, I was like, are they going to like hang myself or mm-hmm. take this, see if this pill would work? Yeah. And I think at that point, I mean, what else are you going to do? Like totally. you, you need, like I said, you need something to be able to stabilize yourself like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, uh, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a road and, and I'm still plugging away at it as well as trying to like live mm-hmm. in, in an adult, like, you mm-hmm. know, as a kid, you are nervous or have these problems and stuff, but like, you're still a kid and there's not much to worry about. And mm-hmm. I think as you get older, you're like, Oh, there's rent and what am I getting to do for work? And the stress is social life and girlfriend life. And it's just like way more stuff. And something I keep doing too, is when I get better, I like start working and, and I'll, I'll flip cars and start like, you know, getting some money in and I'll, I'll buy bikes and cars and drifting and this and that. And I'll have all this physical stuff mm-hmm. and then I'll get anxiety and, and I literally can't upkeep what mm-hmm. I just, yeah, what I just built again. Like I'll have like my two bikes mm-hmm. and car and this and all this stuff and all my buddies that I just kind of like made. And, and then now I'm like, I don't want to do any of that stuff again. And it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to, to do that wave, right? Like do a year of good and then a year of complete crap where you're like, everyone's like, People are like, where, where are you? Like, yeah. what are you even doing? And it's like, I, I don't know. I do a lot of nothing. Yeah. Right? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. I mean, I feel like you're constantly working on, on yeah. you know, doing whatever you can to, yeah, but to get better. as far as like stuff that like fun stuff, like when I have anxiety, yeah. I stop, I stop doing fun stuff and I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's depression. Um, I just like, for instance, right now, like my supermodel bike's pretty much ready to go. And I know you've been wanting to go for rides and it's just sitting in the garage. I think I need. I need to do one more little thing on it. Um, yeah, and I just have no interest in riding it. Like, I, I just mean, don't care. Yeah, I had the same thing. When I was going through that stuff, I, I just stopped caring because I, I wasn't really in a place to, to ride. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just felt like I had so much other shit going on that I mm. wanted to figure out before I got back into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It just, I stopped giving a shit um, about any of it. Something, too, when I have really bad anxiety, like, I can't handle adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I'll have adrenaline all day, like, at a certain level and then like i went drifting with kyle wallstrom and he lent lent me his spare car and that was awesome i drove for like six hours but like i uh i was pretty much having a panic attack the whole fucking time and Mm -hmm. and i was you know he he brought me so he could learn how to uh, be like a chase car and uh every time we we do a lap and i go back in the lineup waiting to go out again and i would be doing breath where i'd be like just trying to calm my heart rate, trying to calm. Mm-hmm. And of course that stuff's going to jack you up. But like when you're in a state of, uh, you're already in that state on a daily basis, anything extra is like, t- it's just too overwhelming. And honestly, like going drifting that one day, I think it was a few weeks ago. It put me out for like three days. Mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to go to another event with him. We did it in Monroe, Washington. We we're supposed to go to the Island, uh, to Victoria the next day. And I was so burnt out from drifting just the, the adrenaline and the, and the, you know, being in fight or flight the whole drift, the whole day. And then I didn't sleep that night cause I'm so wired and I'm like, yeah. um, so it's, it's definitely hard to, to, to do anything and everything. I think everything we do for fun is adrenaline mm-hmm. pumping. Yeah. pretty <laughs> like much. Everything I enjoy is like, like how can we like, like what can we do? That's going to like, you know, mm-hmm. get that 
going. But when you have it going all day, it's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I'd rather just read a book and just chill by a lake right now and, mm-hmm. and try to like not not be in that way. And I remember even at the retreat after a few days we got into a state where we're both like, I totally respect this, totally love it, totally think it's rad, but I'm like I want to go ride my bike. I need, mm-hmm. I need to do something to like, and it's weird. Cause it's like, I just spent six months trying to get out of that state, get out of it for two days. And I almost like am addicted to it. Yeah. I think, well, like what you said about how the adrenaline builds up when you, you can't handle it. I would have the same thing. Even last year I would go and ride my supermoto on the yeah. street. And I just like last year, my anxiety was pretty bad still. Cause mm-hmm. I'd be drinking a lot and that kind of yeah. stuff. And I'd get on the thing, and then boom, my heart would start going. I'd be like, all freaking out. Yeah. And then I'd get off, and I'd still be the same. Like the rest of the night, I'd be like, all like jacked mm-hmm. up and, mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Whereas, like, you, I don't know, it takes a while to get to that that place where you'd be able to enjoy it again, I think. Totally. And like, I'm at the point where I, I can't pretty much just want to sell it. And I'm like, like yeah, is that going to be the worst decision ever? I guess I could always buy another well one. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's you just can't a thing, value right? that stuff too much. Cause yeah, it's like whatever. No, Fuck totally. Your car, your truck, your house. Fucking buy another one whenever the hell yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. My main focus is just trying to feel consistent on a daily mm-hmm. basis. I think, and and uh, trying to learn how to not be in a fight or flight. Um, you know, and the breath work helps, but it's really hard to do at home. For at least for me. Yeah. And I think you you, you talked a little bit about that, but. Uh, and especially since my mom died, I, I get like th- 10 deep breaths in and I start crying right away. Yeah. And it's weird because I'm not even really thinking about it. Um, it just comes it up. It just comes up. And I think that's normal because I watched Kat go through that, you mm-hmm. know, when we when we started dating. She was doing, she, she's still grieving. But, uh, and I kind of didn't understand it because we'd just be, we'd be like having a good time and then she'd be in like a, a, a ball of snot and, yeah. and tears. And, and I was just like, how can you do that? But now I'm doing it. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah, it totally. Yeah. It totally does happen. Like you're fine one second, and then like you're a mess the next. So mm-hmm. that's a whole new level that's been added to this. Is is my is my mom dying? Is is yeah, is absolutely insane. So yeah. yeah, so you definitely got a lot going on right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess to maybe kind of close it down. Like, what are your sort of next steps? Like, what are you going to be focusing on the next little bit here? You think? Um, trying to work consistently yeah would probably be a, it would not probably be a really good one um the more i read about sleep the more i realize like like i i don't sleep and like your stomach I, like these stomach problems this diarrhea that i've had for so long now like it can all be like caused or exacerbated by not sleeping so i've never really really focused on the sleeping aspect of this whole this whole thing yeah. this whole big pie right i've just been like doing different pieces of the pie but I think the next little bit I'm going to really still do yoga, still eat really good, still do conscious connected breathing, still, you know, practice gratitude and, mm-hmm. and, and do journaling and all that shit. But like really try to dial the sleep in. And yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. Like right now we're talking about this and hopefully in a few months or a year from now, I'll be like, holy crap, I was so bad sitting at that table. Like I was basically like having a panic or like, you know, two days ago, I was yeah, yeah. like facing anxiety attacks. But um, yeah, just, work on the sleep for sure yeah. and, and and working and and just trying to you know yeah i guess my like my mom just died so uh, that's that's something i'm gonna ha- it's gonna take a long time yeah I it's think. not gonna it's not gonna just go away overnight and and you think you know pain like you think you know anxiety and you think you know adrenaline and, and physical pain and then like your fucking mom dies and you're like okay like 
this is next level. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just trying to keep myself out of getting depressed. I was starting to kind of feel it a couple of days ago and, and I was, and then I went to the doctor and I was like, listen, like this is, I can see where this is going. And like, I, I even with all these tools and all the shit I know, it's still, it's, I still, still really I still can't control it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm starting to be like, oh, I don't even want to leave the house. And I'm like, okay, well, this is not good. Like I've been here before and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's definitely to do with my mom for sure. It's heavy, heavy, heavy shit to deal with. Um, yeah. Well, I think what's awesome is you've got the awareness and at least you know yeah. that it's happening, right? Where most people would most fall people into that, they have know. no clue. That comes with experience, though, yeah. right? It comes with being in the hole, digging yourself out, being in the mm-hmm. hole, digging yourself out. But yeah. it's good. I mean, it's something that you need to have, yeah. which I think is, is really awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe hopefully some listeners or someone might have something about totally. sleep or something that totally. maybe they can yeah totally or or maybe some stuff that we talked about would yeah would resonate with other people and they'll be no, like I oh shit i'm not the only one that deals with this stuff right like even like the, the hospital hits and stuff i thought i was yeah, was like yeah no way people go to the hospital because you're like i did and even like a this this guy on youtube that does bodybuilding i can't remember his name but he owns a couple gyms and stuff he did like a whole a whole vlog on like how he would go to the hospital for anxiety and i was yeah. like this guy's like 280 pounds jack like yeah. he's still going to the hospital because he thinks he's dying like what like what's going on here so oh yeah yeah it, Super it definitely makes it easier knowing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it's still deal with it every day and yeah. still it still definitely controls a, a, i wouldn't say it controls every aspect of my life but it does control a lot of it, mm-hmm. it controls every, a lot of choices i make and a lot of times i don't go out or do this or do that mm-hmm. because of this feeling that i feel inside and i wish there was just a definitive like hey yeah, take this yeah. and you're good and you can ride your bike and be normal again <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's definitely well i think you've got a super powerful story and that it w- it's going to connect with a lot of people yeah for sure for sure and um yeah it's just awesome that you're willing to come on and and share it and be able to do that yeah I'm gonna you, know, keep you know it doesn't matter what state you're in that you know because i think the biggest part is it's always you're always dealing with it i mean even mm. for me i'm not i wouldn't say i'm you know, I didn't just get over it. It's still a part of my life all the time. I'm working yeah. on it. I notice it when I don't take care of myself and, Big you know, time. it guides me. Um, it's just, you know, figuring it all out. So I think, yeah, it's super yeah. awesome that you're able to come on and, yeah, and share sure. all that. And, you know, we'll do more episodes and you yeah. know, see how things go yep. in the future. Um, I guess, yeah, is there any kind of closing things you might want to say or? Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess if someone's listening to this and they go through similar stuff as me is like and they could be in a worse spot mm-hmm. than me at currently um like it will get better yeah it totally will get better and and the, i even even i forget that sometimes and i'm yeah. like you know i'll be like oh maybe it'd just be easier if i just should go and jump off a bridge right and then yeah i don't stay in that mode for very long but it does mm-hmm. it does happen and like even when it's happening i'm like oh man like how did i get this like how did i get this bad like yeah um but it always seems to get better and you know this last streak of it has been has been pretty heavy and mm-hmm. i'm like sometimes i don't see the light but you know it, i know it'll get better and and he, i know for everyone else it'll get better too mm-hmm. so like just keep plugging away and i mean if you've got anxiety and you're you're still out partying and staying up late and dr- eating drinking big slurpees and not taking care of yourself like and you've been not you've been fed some knowledge on, and you're still doing it then like i don't I have a hard time even feeling bad for you. Like, <laughs> like that's a really tough one. Yeah, yeah. Like just don't do that shit then. Right. And I mm-hmm. know, I know a lot of people you talk to, like you'll recommend stuff and then next week and they're, 
doing this, that, or the other thing. And you're like, dude, like, yeah, like you're not going to get, you're not going to fix yourself mm-hmm. doing this. Right. So yeah, don't, don't do those things. Do what's going to help you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah, no, just really appreciate you coming on. That yeah. I'm stoked. Never been on a podcast. <laughs> it was different. Hopefully. Yeah, no, it was super good. I think, uh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll get you back on in, in the future. And cool. I think this is going to be really good for people to hear. Yeah, right on. Thanks for awesome. having me. Yeah, anytime, man. Yeah, bro.